0: one, ghost face hey everybody welcome to three two one ghost i'm your host face with a silent g kyle <laughs> i couldn't get through it i'm sorry i
1: don't even know if i could speak <laughs> it's good no it's good that was that was perfect i love it
0: the new year treating you treating you okay so far
1: yeah oh my gosh it's 2024 watch out y'all we're here feels pretty good yeah i'm A little worried to see um how 2024 pans out for movies and television with um the effects and like delays of the writers and actors strike because i I think um a lot of things that i was looking forward to like now they're like it'll come out when it comes out we'll see and so hopefully final destination six is still on its way
0: right i'm i'm trying to frame it you know, the optimist I am, I try to frame it as like, you know, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but it's happened to me once where you find out like months later, there was an unwrapped Christmas present for you, like left in the closet somewhere that like this happened to me once where I was like, what's this? And then my mom's like, Oh, Oh dang. Huh? Hey, that's you. That's for you. <laughs> Merry Christmas. This was like in February. And it was um, it was a harmonica because I was. Oh, that's to great. Playing. Yeah. And um, so the way I kind of see it, it's like that uh, that season of Chucky, right? You get that first <laughs> half. I'm going to forget all about it. I, I can't wait to find that wrinkled old $20 bill of Chucky season three that I forgot existed. So
1: which is the summer.
0: Think? Maybe
1: that that will happen i think it's summer not october we i better not have to wait a whole another year i'll tell you right now don mancini get to work um but yeah i i agree with the 20 dollar bill one yeah
0: we did it everybody we made it gosh i didn't keep track but we're like 20 something episodes in before we finally get to a scream episode hey everybody we're talking uh 1996 Wes Graven directed, Kevin Williamson written, and Jesus. Power Duo. Uh, power duo. And oh my gosh, if y'all thought that we were really generous with the industry legend uh, awardees. Oh,
1: let me tell you, you right now, wait. <laughs> the,
0: the floodgates have officially opened, uh, by the way, because that's oh, it's gonna be a lot. I'm giving out like probably at least six to eight alone tonight. So uh
1: yeah.
0: Hey y'all, we're gonna be talking about screen, and you know. This isn't the first time we've covered a movie with a with a famous slasher, right? You know, of course, you know we couldn't bring ourselves to pass a Friday the Thirteenth without talking about Friday the Thirteenth. Um, we did Halloween H two O just randomly the sixth, seventh movie, just because I forget why, but you know, it's it's a fun movie, so you can't blame us.
1: It was the anniversary,
0: right? That was it, but it wasn't. Maybe it was when we were recorded it.
1: It was its twenty fifth. It was its twenty fifth anniversary.
0: Hmm. Okay. And then, you know, we've done Candyman. And then of course, you know, we've, I mean, any sort of themes that we've been doing are honestly purely incidental and just really just kind of as we go. Um, We were doing Invitation or no, we were doing Ready or Not. And I was like, oh, we'll just do dinner party movies for the next couple of weeks. And we did. And... And then usually it's you know we watch Hereditary and then we're like ah oh, we need more Tony Collette what's what can we do ah oh, we just did Fright Night we don't want to do the remake so here we are so we so y'all got an extra Christmas movie just because we love Tony Collette so much um, spoiler alert
1: and apparently everyone else does too she she gets a pretty positive reaction
0: as they should but what's unique about this and what we're really excited about um, being the very organized duo that we are um, this is going to be the first of Well, at least six um, episodes we're going to be doing over the next six months. We're going to do a Scream movie every month. Just start it off with a bang, and we're going to be starting off the year with 1996's Mm Scream. So now I'm going to lob it back over to you, co-host, and I want you to lay down some rules, some responsibilities, some expectations, some guidelines.
1: Well, first, I would like to celebrate us and give ourselves a big pat on the back for just starting a new year, being more organized and planning things ahead. But also, I'm also going to give us a pat on the back for not letting a schedule just like rule us. Like, would you all rather that we schedule things like six months in advance and then we get there and we're like, I'm not even in the mood to watch this movie or talk about this movie. Like, I think that's what, what works is that, some of it's on a whim. Some of it's a little bit planned, but one thing is for certain we will always be in the mood to watch a scream movie and talk about it. I
0: think, I think all of us can agree that's a would you rather that we'd be happy to partake in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, this, this was an easy choice and we both love these movies so much. So, this will be a nice, and easy way for us to guide all of you to watch it. So whether or not you've seen all of the Scream movies, some of the Scream movies, or you're watching them for the first time with us as we go along, um, something that is very important is that you watch the movies before we talk about them because we don't want to spoil anything. We don't want to ruin anything for you and we're going to try our best, but it. If you haven't watched these movies, you need to watch all of them because this is prop. It's probably my favorite franchise. I don't know, maybe. Okay, are you ready for a certain set of rules that we must abide by for this journey? I'm ready. I'm I'm wearing a green. I'm wearing a green t-shirt since you all can't see me.
0: Get out of here! I'm throwing. I'm throwing. A, I'm throwing popcorn at you from the couch across the way.
1: Okay, so here's our rules they're easy so we're gonna cover one scream movie per month so obviously they're gonna be in chronological order this is the hard part we cannot spoil any future movies so today we're only talking about scream 1996 so we will not be discussing any other future movies in any way shape or form okay it might be tough um the other the other piece of that is say we're on scream 3 we can still talk about 1 2 and 3 and compare and and you know talk about character growth and all of those things and look back we just can't we just can't go forward the other actually maybe that's my only rule that's the only rule's okay then the then there's more of the how we're going to lay this out so as we go along we're also going to rank the movies so Whatever movies we've talked about are the only ones that we can rank, as well as the killers in the franchise. So as we go through each movie, we can add a killer and then rank them like so. So this one won't be big on the rankings, obviously, because we're only one movie in. Do you feel clear on these rules, Kyle?
0: I think that sounds good. I like the fluidity of it.
1: Did I explain them well? (laughs)
0: I think so. I, I think that was very thorough. Oh, great. Um, so you're saying that we watch Scream.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's going to be one out of one. Yeah. Right? So we just got Easy. the one. There you go. Now, do we still give boo scores?
1: Yes. Still giving boo scores. Okay, and And I mean, that can complicate things in a way, but... I hope that you agree with me when I say this statement. I don't think there's a bad Scream movie. Mm.
0: That (laughs) is true. I wasn't. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna. The suspense. So inevitably, but but since Scream is going to be my number one because I only have the one out of Mm -hmm. one, and when we inevitably do Scream three, and I'm like, Scream three is the best Scream ever, (laughs) because it's not. It might be, you never Uh know. uh I'm just saying hypothetically, can I then shift that to number one? So this can be, this can be moving and grooving. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm, Yeah,
0: absolutely. I like that. I I think I can see uh, a lot of a debate in this. I think it's going to be really good, fun, healthy debate, of Mm -hmm. course. And I think I can see some like, just like a screen movie. I can see some last minute twists and turns. (laughs) You never know. Maybe I'm just going to come at it. Nowhere and just say they're all fucking five moves.
1: Well, that's the and... thing. I I do feel like these movies might be rated on a curve a little bit. Like, you know, if it's in this franchise, I'm probably gonna rate it higher, even if there's other movies that maybe I like just equally as much. So keep that in mind and I think we'll agree for the most part on our film rankings. Like there's only one or two that maybe I feel a little iffy on where I think we might disagree. And I could be wrong about that too, is killer rankings. So I think that will be interesting and a little bit more intricate as we go
0: aren't you all not just completely enthralled by the drama that we are presenting <laughs> to you now? I am very excited and I'm very excited for y'all too. And this is why we only do it once a month. Cause I think it's just going to get so wild. We're going to need a few weeks to come <laughs> we're, down. We're
1: going to need some time to, to simmer down all the heated opinions yeah, and
0: don't worry. <laughs> we've got and we've got some tasty nuggets in between so yeah. don't worry you know anyone who for some fucking dumb reason isn't a scream fan um well we're gonna have plenty for you still don't even worry yeah. about it but i'm really excited about this and then who knows maybe at the end of this journey you know we open it up and see where we go next from here mm-hmm. if we want to do uh you know like what us what big franchise we want to tackle now there's a few that we haven't done any from mm-hmm. And so, that's intentional, I think too maybe maybe or maybe we're pretty clever. I don't know, but
1: <laughs> I don't think that's what so that's
0: I th- I feel very clear. I feel very confident in this and i'm I'm ready to uh yeah proceed and dive into scream. what do you think?
1: do we want to talk about Wes Craven for a minute?
0: I mean he's gonna be certainly part of it. yeah, we can start with him
1: that but I mean that that may have been on your on your list already um but I feel like. There's an important, I don't know, So Wes Craven is very, very important to me personally, because he was the first director, like, as a kid that I realized existed, and then also that I was very drawn to everything that he was doing and really enjoyed what he does. So he holds a special place in my heart, not just because he's created some of my favorite films ever, but also because... It's just the way that his mind works and the characters that he like made come alive um, are just amazing. And there, he has a lot of movies that we won't talk about, but um, a lot that we will.
0: You, you mean like the, uh, what's that werewolf one with Christina Ricci? He. Uh...
1: Oh, cursed. You know what? I haven't watched that movie in a long time but i kind of like it so i might need to revisit it and then decide if i want to make you watch it and talk about it
0: maybe we just kind of do an offshoot from here and just do west Craven movies and maybe including music of the heart Mm.
1: that would be a fun
0: one okay meryl streep it's not a horror movie but it'd be no it'd be an opportunity to do more meryl streep we're not going to do that (laughs) um no absolutely And, and i
1: mean joshua jackson is in cursed
0: that's true. Um yeah, no, West Craven, absolutely. Um jeez, one of my earliest memories of being very terrified is, is Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: Oh, you know, for sure.
0: Which I mean even came out a few years before I was uh before I was born, but I just remember that watching that way too young, four or five years old and just same. Freddy's fucking terrifying. Love West Craven uh playing Freddy the janitor this time. scream it was very very (laughs) dumb i don't be harder at that maybe maybe the uh the west carpenter flick maybe maybe that was a little bit more of an eye roll but i did love it um yeah and yeah i mean like so I, i think like let's let's just dole out our first industry legend um you know, fucking honoree for the night right now with Wes Craven. Have we, have we extended it? Oh, hell yeah. It? Have we extended it to directors and writers? Spoiler alert.
1: No, but if there was a time to do it, now is that time.
0: Right now. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Industry yeah. 11, legend, Wes Craven. Rest in peace. Love you, man.
1: Yeah. Also, he, there's a loophole here because he does, he is on screen as a character. So he's, he's got an acting credit there. Yeah. That should be enough for, for an industry legend title. There you
0: go. So, yeah. And he's probably in something, maybe he shows up in something else. You never know. Um, yeah. Again, these
1: are our rules. <laughs> we can do whatever the fuck we want.
0: I love it. Um, gosh, this movie came out in 1996. Can you believe, you know, this movie yeah. borrows so much from, or at least, you know, it, it name checks a lot of movies, but um really more directly borrows from halloween um Mm -hmm. i was thinking about it just i'm not going to do the math in my head i think it's like a year or two off but the distance in time between halloween and scream and from scream to now it's about the same
1: don't do that i know why would you say that
0: yeah just just to
1: that's terrible
0: just to show you just the cold death stare of time yeah,
1: but so for so for all the young people listening, this was like when we were watching movies from the 70s as uh, as kids.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And that yeah. makes sense. It's just like, you know, just how and you can tell just how overly lit the whole thing is. It's very it's very lovely. Um, that mm-hmm. But the movie is terrifying. But uh, let, let me let me back up a little bit. Written by Kevin Williamson um who gosh i mean any late 90s slasher fan um is is certainly going to know that name um please dawson's creek we're we're huge fans here so
1: yeah (laughs) and just just find we just need to find the time to start that podcast off to the side
0: yeah three two one creek we'll we'll get there but um (laughs) (laughs) after this once we've once we've covered every horror movie that exists creek and just do those episodes um deal yeah i mean this shit's fire i mean the yes the language is a little uh is as corny as some of this dialogue is and as much of the you know very high level type of English that these children are speaking um, is a little goofy I don't think even adults don't talk to each other like that um so is it believable no but honestly it just
1: I'm okay with it
0: I think so I love it it just really um it's fun and it's like it's like how nobody like nobody talked The way they did during Shakespeare all the time, because he he wrote it, you know, to like have like a flair to it, he wrote the words to have more, I mean, well, allegedly, right, some people say Shakespeare, you know, didn't write his own shit, but, you know, it's more just to kind of have a pattern. It's like fun stuff to say, it doesn't have to be necessarily how people really talk in real life, you know, so I think of it that way, where I'm like, you're just in this world where this exists and if yeah. you accept that people talk that way then they talk that way and then you just ride that and it's at least consistent the whole way through so i really and into other entries in the series at least the ones written by uh williamson but i i, I love this movie it's so clever the conceit is fucking awesome and he's great well
1: and also like not even just their amazing vocabularies but like Can I live in a world where all the teenagers are extremely knowledgeable about horror movies from, like, several different decades and, like, can reference, like, behind-the-scenes trivia and, you know, the actors and directors that are in them? Like, come on now. There's a lot of horror fans out there, but they don't all go to the same high school. And... Honestly, I would I would risk being sliced and diced by Ghostface to be in a high school full of people who love horror movies because that was not our experience.
0: Right. Yeah, it was really just us.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's just kind of it.
0: (laughs) And, you know, and and fortunately, you know, in real life, no, no slasher situation at our high school. But dang, were we not prepared though, you know, or oh we were. We were certainly (laughs) prepared. Um and then, gosh, I'm just gonna keep going. You have this cast who, Ooh. honestly, uh, even if they didn't have horror on their credit before this, you're just you're just earning your you're earning your star out the gate. You've just got, for one. Oh Jesus, you've got Nev Campbell who, geez, I'm just gonna go ahead and spoil it. Um, number one, Final Girl, and I don't really think that outside of Jamie Lee Curtis, who do you? say i mean you know nancy was in those you know or heather Langen camp was in the two uh well three technically uh nightmare movies but um just the way that sydney just kind of kicks ass just from the get-go it's like i think they really you know
1: absolutely
0: i think that's it's framed where you're supposed to be kind of told that like you know of course she's like you know like sorry about my trauma you know and she's supposed to be just very like standoffish and this and this and this i'm supposed to be very like you know coming off as sad and depressed you know which i mean you know definitely valid but like i just feel like even still even from the get-go in that first call with Ghostface, she's got a very fuck you attitude like i'm not oh
1: for sure i'm not gonna
0: take your shit like even
1: picking her nose and shit out on the patio yeah
0: so (laughs) it's i i i love that attitude and i think that she carries that through the whole way. I just, uh, you know, yeah, she's great in this movie. I absolutely love it. It's just, and it's just wild now to think. I get to think just the older I get, just to remember she's, how old is she supposed to be? Is she a senior? She's
1: supposed to be, I think she's like 17, probably.
0: They are, I, I just forget, just, you know, the older I get, I'm like, wow, they are just children here, you know?
1: Absolutely. Especially like I when mean, I see not her. Actually, but.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, it's always like 25 year olds, 30 year olds, yeah. you know, looking at you, Kerr Smith. Uh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening. Um And I don't know. Yeah, it's a, uh, she, she's so cool. And just at the, a, at the end when, you know, it couldn't be enough that she fights back, right? Against Billy mm-hmm. Stew. spoiler alert. You've you hopefully seen the movie, but <laughs> it's like not only that, she has to be fucking kind of sadistic about it. She's like, Oh, she, she's so good. Not only does she run off and fucking leave, but then she's like, no, I'm gonna put on that mask, you know i'm gonna Mm -hmm. i'm gonna run over to my dad even don't even bother untying him i'm just gonna take that voice changer out of his pocket i'm gonna fuck with them yeah she just shoved
1: him right in the closet tied up taped up was like i got shit to do dad yeah
0: i'm gonna handle this right now and then he's gonna be like you're a child untie me right now and
1: yeah
0: (laughs) but still just that like don't give a fuck whole time through even when he fucking pops back up just pop right in the fucking head not in my movie bitch not in my movie I love it. From fucking A to Z, she is absolutely stunning in this movie. What do you think?
1: Obviously, I agree. Um, Sydney's definitely the best final girl. She's the most consistent. She's like, even when she's trying to figure out what's going on, like you said, she's sassy and great from the get-go. She has some amazing burns whenever she's on the phone with Ghostface from this movie to like, you know, any others, which see, I'm already, already fucking up. But I love when she like she calls Billy a pansy ass Mama's boy, like what a good what a good burn for someone. um, yeah, and she's she's also very aware of horror movies, like so she's she's very versed well versed in that, and she, you know, yeah, she just makes light of a very shitty situation and you know, Sydney, Sydney had trauma before elevated horror tried to make it its thing. So you know what? Sydney started an amazing trend and home girl knows how to deal with a fucked up situation because people are telling her she shouldn't be grieving her mother who was as Gail Weathers would say, brutally murdered. Like, and people are like, it's been a year, Sydney. Like, can you get over that please? And you're like, what? I'm sorry. What?
0: yeah what? she's
1: yeah she's she's a perfect character really
0: i love that <laughs> i love calling out the elevated or bitch we're already <laughs> elevated up here we already got we already got your trauma that you need we already I never got come your, down we already got your fun uh little uh motif on pain violence whatever and... i'm
1: gonna i'm gonna take an even hotter take <laughs> just because i can
0: sure it's your podcast
1: This movie, this movie to me is what Elevated Horror is because it checks all the boxes. It's scary. It's funny. The characters are interesting and lovable. It's got a sad backstory. It sets up a whole franchise. Like it's, it's perfect. This to me is, is what horror is. And it's like best version of itself you have a high body count as well throughout the whole movie it opens up a million different doors of what horror could be like this was like meta horror like them even being aware that horror movies existed and like you know horror movie tropes like that i think itself was so important and even like even if the the technology is very outdated. cellular telephones like it's it was just it's such a fun way to just to do horror so i in my mind like this is what i view as elevated horror because it's a perfect fucking movie like it doesn't have to be full of grief and sadness and trauma and all of those things and it still is and still is fun that's all that's all i gotta say about that
0: i think it takes you know, trauma that has a bunch, you know, of, uh, it takes a genre. Did I say trauma? It takes a genre. Yeah, <laughs> it takes it takes a genre that has a lot of biases and baked in assumptions. Right. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of, uh, you know, accusations of, you know, just like just the um, gratuitous violence, uh, gratuitous uh, nudity, um, you mm-hmm. know, the way that you. Um, women and, and and females dying are portrayed compared to like men um mm-hmm. and it's and it and it and it flips the script on a lot of those things and pushes it and expands it and makes and and really changed slashers going forward so it's like in that regard mm-hmm. like yes i mean it really does kind of um push push boundaries transcend them i don't know but it's and then you, like we we see you know just like we talked about with Urban Legend, or I know what you did last summer, or mm-hmm. you know anything else, or even just Wes Craven movies. After that, you know, like yeah. But I but to be fair, I've never seen Music of the Heart, so I I don't know. I can't speak neither, to that. Neither
1: have I. Maybe yeah. we should just do that. Maybe we should. The, the other thing too, like I know we're still like just barely touching the surface of the cast, but another thing that is special about this is that it also took a slasher format and turned it into a murder mystery and that was is very unique because you have this like this totally different type of slasher where rather than the victims all being caught off guard they're all aware that there is a threat and that someone is like you know is murdering people one by one and then you also have this added element of warning like you know Jason and Michael Myers just show up and murder you and you don't even have a chance to process that there's a man in front of you in a mask. Whereas like Ghostface is giving you ample warning, calling you on the phone, making an appointment like Mm -hmm. you, you fucking know that like it gives you a sense of warning. And then it like, you know, it turns into this thing, you know, by the second time that Sydney has a phone call, she's already like, fuck, like, it's this guy again. So I, I think that's also really special and different and opens up like so many doors of possibilities of what can happen. So where were we? Nev Campbell.
0: Yeah. And um, I'll want to, I'll want to, I'll, I'll, I'll circle back on that. There's going to probably probably I want to expand a little bit on the murder mystery part. Um, yeah. Cause I agree. That's something that really uh, brought me back into the mm-hmm. fold. I think I stopped watching horror for a little bit. Cause it was mostly just a, uh, well, no, I don't know. Never mind. I guess I always was with like, like goosebumps and stuff. But I think what I really like that's a
1: blatant lie.
0: <laughs> what really brought me back to slashers was, you know, mm. definitely um scream and just the idea of it being a murder mystery, you know, even though like, you know, there were a lot of you know, it's like how, you know, like my bloody valentine, black Christmas, you know, a dozen billion others like were murder mysteries, you know. And mm-hmm. and that's what really drew me to those as well. But and I think having scream just really really play into that um yeah you know and that being kind of one of the core tenets of of the franchise is this mystery whodunit part uh just was always really appealing to me but and i'll circle back on mm-hmm. that but um man if sydney prescott is the ultimate final girl is courtney cox final woman because damn i i just i think it's yeah. it's it's a it's a 1a 1b you know it's it's a shared i um the more i watch this movie she's my favorite character i love Gil weathers so fucking much um i am the biggest courtney cox fan even though i've like maybe only seen in total maybe a few episodes of friends but fuck i just love hey, hey ace ventura was a core thing for me even though that movie is just oh, very ugly gross it and problematic well. and does not age at all it's really awful but She's great um, in that and, and the, in this movie, you know, in this franchise. And it's, fuck, she is just, it's it's the other way around. She's like, so good. You would think, you would have thought in any other movie when she, like, is trying to peel away in the van and she goes off the road and crashes into a tree. any Any other movie, she would have gotten a fucking tree stump right through her face or been launched out the window mm-hmm. and she would have been dead there. And everybody would have cheered for that right because you're building Mm -hmm. her up to be this nasty fucking character but again man just a way to flip that and just her surviving makes me love her that character so much more she is so awful and again you know i was talking about like gosh Um, you forget that sydney is a kid she is awful to sydney i and i love her i
1: fucking love gail weathers more than probably any fictional character ever. And like my personal challenge was not just writing in my notes quotes of her, because the things that she said, like if Sydney is good at like doing her like sassy comebacks on the phone to Ghostface, when when Gail yells at Kenny, I'm not gonna say the quote, but when she yells at Kenny. I, and the way that she snatches that microphone, she is the world's best bitch and makes me feel like a better person. Like, I just, I aspire to be as bold and fucked up as Gail is. Like, the way that she, like, is literally just insulting Sydney left and right. Like, this is a minor whose mother was murdered and you're writing a book about it. You're saying that she's a liar. Like... That is incredible. Gail Weathers is one of my favorite people that doesn't even really exist, but I feel like she does.
0: I just love the energy. And I love that, you know, again, yeah, you know, breaks a lot of, you know, I think our baked in, you know, assumptions, you know, especially when it comes to these sorts of movies where, you know what, there are different ways to survive. You know, it's not just being mm-hmm. that final girl model. You can also just be, a powerful just fucking mean you know just get what you want fuck everybody else in your way and you know what hey that's how you survive too you know a lot of people i'm sure a lot of people tell you and i think it's just yeah i don't know I, i i it's such a great thing and i can't i'm just really excited to see you know kind of like where this character goes as well um
1: Yeah. So maybe I was exposed to Gail just too young because she's a muse for me. Like she's literally self-serving and says what she feels. She does what she needs to do to live her life. But at the same time, she has heart. Like she genuinely loves people. She genuinely cares about people. She doesn't want people to get hurt. But she's like, can I profit off of this and make my life better? Absolutely. So I I respect that. I respect the hustle, Gail. Like you you get it in your neon green fucking skirt suit.
0: Love that. I love, love it. all of it. I love all of yeah, all of her outfits. And yeah, no, you're mm-hmm. right. Like, how can I even turn a profit off this? That's okay. And you know what? Maybe yeah. I find some true love along the way. And that brings us yes. to fuck industry legend number. Where are we? <laughs> so I'm sorry. So three. Both, both, We're on number three. Both Nev Campbell and and Courtney Cox, and yeah. Kevin Williamson, and Wes Craven. That's four.
1: Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson. That's, that's, <laughs> that's number four. I don't
0: think I said it officially, but they, they all They so were on
1: number five.
0: So, number five. Fuck my boy, David Arquette. Man, oh, you just David gotta... Arquette. Hey, you gotta do... You just gotta do a lot of work to make me love a cop, and he <laughs> fucking does it. Fuck.
1: Dewey Goddamn. It?
0: Love him. He is... What a, what a, what a fun character again, you know, kind of this, he should absolutely be dead 30 times over in this
1: movie. <laughs> and it's yeah. and the fact
0: that like, you know, he makes it, even though he doesn't really do stuff, you know, to help a whole lot of the situation. He wasn't
1: but... supposed to.
0: Right. They right.
1: added that in. Yeah. They circled back and were like, we need Dewey to survive, which was a very good choice.
0: So, if we find out who was in that focus group, and if we can get their names, um, oh, please uh, please let us know and let us know if they have a social media tag, and we will award them industry legend awards as well. Uh, for, <laughs> yes,
1: they they also deserve an industry legend award and a fruit basket.
0: Yeah, for <laughs> for keeping Dewey alive. Um, so, but he's great. I just love just. just the whole energy because it's it's him and the Marco Beltrami score in particular uh, Mm -hmm. that really gives this movie like a like a Twin Peaks vibe you know and really Mm -hmm. just this he gives us just this quirky kind of energy and I love it because it's like this idea of like I think he was supposed to be this like you know more kind of broad kind of you know dumb lumbering strong kind of guy but it's just like i love how he just plays it like this man he thinks he's so smooth all the time oh, oh
1: yeah
0: oh my gosh when him and gail are like flirting and he's such a door back and forth and he just kind of gives that you know just that when he talks about you know like that 11 to 24 but he's 25 or just whatever yeah. whatever and he just gives her this that kinda, actually like,
1: was pretty smooth though
0: oh yeah and just before he just gives his her just this kind of like half like smoldering or attempt at smoldering mm-hmm. kind of like he's so good you know, with that little mustache. Oh, I love him.
1: Yeah. And David Arquette, he has um, he's got other does he have other horror? Oh, he did um, Eight Legged Freaks, which I love.
0: Did you ever play the quarry?
1: No, you know, Cousin Vinny keeps getting on me about that, saying I should play it. And I th- I think I need to do it. Does he do voice in that, voice acting? Yeah,
0: he's a character in it. It's No, it Love stars um, him, Ted Raimi, and uh, Lynn Shay.
1: Lynn Shay is in there. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then some other people, too, um, that, yeah. are, that are some known actors. But it's really fun. I won't spoil any of it. Yeah, don't. That's great. Maybe we do a Corey episode. Is the, the people from mm, Made... Uh,
1: I'd, I'd play it for that.
0: Yeah, people that made Until Dawn, which is also very fun, also starring a Scream alumni. Not mm-hmm. this Scream. But I can't mention other I'm already breaking the rules. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah,
1: um, yeah we, we both did a, a, like a little taste of it. So let's yeah. not let's not fly too close to the sun.
0: I know. Um <laughs> so okay, so where are we at? Like I I, I just want to like just talk, you know, just give David some Arquette. time to just kind of talk about, you know, mm-hmm. especially all the industry legends in this movie. But yeah, David Arquette, man, <laughs> I just I love that energy. I love um, you know, just my heart breaks for him because you know I think he's he's just trying to be a good guy. He's just trying to be a good a good brother and a good friend, even mm-hmm. though I just hate him just just berates him constantly. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He's just he's just so much fun. I just love the energy that he brings because it does yeah. definitely add, add some levity to the movie. Um, I mm-hmm. think a lot of your kind of comic relief comes from him. And
1: yeah, and it's not like so in your face. Like it's very. It's very it's like subtle, but not if that makes sense. Like when you're, you know, you're watching him and the sheriff have their conversation. And every time Dewey, I'm sorry, every time the sheriff takes a drag of his cigarette, Dewey takes a lick of his ice cream and like just something as subtle as that, like that shit's hilarious and just shows like his like youth and innocence and just general buffoonery that you know he's not like jaded yet like he's he's so sweet um and so I I really appreciate uh how David Arquette like brings Dewey to life for sure.
0: 100 Let's pivot over to Tatum because they're related.
1: Played by mm-hmm. Rose McGowan.
0: Um who's also Tatum's so great too. also been in a bunch of you know fun things. Um mm-hmm. I mean oh, well, I know plenty of horror. I mean, the, the only one that comes up immediately to my head is uh, Planet Terror, of course. Planet Terror yeah. and, Grind- or, and uh, what's the other one in Grindhouse? Death Proof. That's
1: mm-hmm. it. Um, Death Proof.
0: As well as like I remember things like just things in like the 90s. Like I remember like watching Jawbreaker because I was like, oh, hey, that's Rose mm-hmm. McGowan. I'll watch that. You
1: know? <laughs> Jawbreaker is so good. That's one of my favorite movies of all time.
0: Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, it's
1: horror adjacent. We might be able to get away with that one.
0: It's it's like a dark. Like, would you call Heather's? You know, it's it's a very dark comedy. You know, but there's
1: it's a very dark comedy. Yeah, so maybe not, maybe not Some horror, violence. but yeah.
0: Mm, no, no, we'll we'll talk about. Like I guess we make the rules. We'll see. So, yeah. um, she's really fun, and and now she does play a little bit more into a you know a trope that you would see inside a slasher movie, which is the very yeah. um you know outspoken um mm-hmm. you know maybe brash i don't know and you're you're mm-hmm. led to believe you know just you know given kind of the rules of the movie and more the more sexually active um mm-hmm. of the two and she does ultimately meet her demise we'll get to there when we talk mm-hmm. when we talk about her the kills but um yeah any thoughts on rose mcgowan in this movie i think she's a lot of fun yeah. those costumes are pretty iconic
1: Uh, she it's funny because like I feel like everyone's outfits age pretty well considering like 90s fashion made its way back around but Tatum's do not like they're very specific to 1996 but what I like about Tatum versus like your typical like you know wild best friend in a slasher is that she is like the most supportive and patient friend with Sydney like The conversations that she has, the way that she like is there for her, like at the police station, she's, you know, letting her stay at her house. She rubs her back. Like she notices, you know, when she even sees Ghostface, she's like, if Sydney sees that outfit, she's going to freak out. Like, you better take it off. Like she's always thinking of her friend. And I think that's what makes Tatum so unique and also makes her death that much more shocking because... She feels, she feels very special. And I think you would expect someone like Gail Weathers or like Dewey to, you know, be killed before you would expect Tatum. Like when you're watching this movie for the first time, at least. Um, so I, I think she's great. I think she's, she's always really great in everything she's in. She's a little bit, she's a little bit weird now um, as a person, but um, she's, uh She's great. Like, I, I can't deny her her acting ability and how much I enjoy her on screen.
0: Yeah, I couldn't imagine anybody else in that role. It's just it's I think no. everyone is just so perfect in it. Um, It's just been just cemented for me that way. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go, Randy, played by Jamie Kennedy. Mm-hmm. I think there's gonna be some thoughts about Randy. Um, Randy is a, for even though everybody in this movie is kind of a horror buff um randy is the designated extra extra horror buff and you know gosh as an impressionable child who was into horror movies you know i i looked to randy and was like that dude i want to be that dude that dude
1: i love randy
0: oh and again the and and kind of flipping the script again a little bit is that well i mean even though he you know self-identifying as a virgin he was able to live but also, just seeing the nerd live because that never happened, you know. Whether it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know any any of these slasher movies, it's like usually he's going to go eventually, and and you really mm-hmm. think that he's going to in a really wonderful pe- set piece there. um Even you know, it, there's some problematic bits, right? You know, definitely I I I you know validate everybody who <laughs> accuses Randy of being pretty pretty incel. You know, but he's not. He's so and in, in a lot of that. Like I absolutely validate. Um, and we'll probably talk about it as the series goes on. Um, I'm not going to talk about other movies, but this one, yeah, I think, don't do it. I think this one, you know, he he presents himself as is a pretty good red herring. Um, even mm-hmm. though gosh, well, uh, just he's
1: so obsessed with with horror movies, and clearly, like that's part of the killer's motivations.
0: Right. Which, I mean, you know, outside of that very first phone call with Drew Barrymore, I don't know how much of the conversations were, like, specifically, like, it's not like he was asking anybody else horror trivia, you know, outside of that first phone call. That's one thing I wish... But, I mean,
1: I know, I I do wish there was more of that um, in this this movie. Yeah. But... Yeah, I think for for Randy, the reason why I love him so much is because he reminds me the most of an actual teenager in the way not like the, you know, just his, like, I remember in high school, as soon as I found something that I liked. I was like, I have to know everything about this. I have to watch everything that has to do with this and be an expert on it. And Randy's that person. He's also extremely flawed. Like the way that he, you know, that he's, you know, talks about, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, like he's claiming to be like the biggest fan of her, but he like can't get past her tits. Like, so, you know, I like that he reminds me of a real flawed white rich teenage boy like that to me all fits and tracks so what we can talk more about Randy but i like all of those things about him i also like that he shares that he has this like this crush on Sydney and everyone knows it except for presumably Sydney. I think deep down she does, but they leave it unresolved like in this movie, like it's not part of the plot, like, or like driving the plot or anything like that. There's no like side love story where Sydney like ends up with him and all of those things. And I like that they, it feels, um, it feels real that he's just this like dork with a crush and you know, nothing comes of that. So I like, um, I like that, that for Randy, um, and like the way that he's, the way that he's written,
0: you know, I'm just loving the fact that he's a, he's a survivor. That's fun. And it's nice because then you also have him, you know, so we can provide that commentary when it's like, you know, this is the part where the killer presumed dead jumps back up, you know, back to life for one final scare, you know? Yeah. And so that's fun. Maybe keeping him alive just for that is good, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think I think he's super fun. I, I know. I, I remember when when they're watching the movie and you know she takes her top off and like everyone starts cheering and like high fiving and stuff. And I was like, I don't, yeah, I don't remember doing that like with my friends, like being like, yeah, no, and just high five, high five, high five but
1: also this is this is a an older gay man writing young straight boys so like that in itself is already like an interesting funny situation too like because you usually have straight white men writing female characters and so you know when you have it like this like other different version of that <laughs> what i'm saying is there's not enough women <laughs> writing <laughs> were like known for their writing um for these characters but yeah i i think that's really interesting and kind of fun because yeah no one was high-fiving when like boobs were showing like if you wanted to see boobs like you could find ways to see boobs even before the internet was a bustling metropolis like it is now so um yeah i i don't think anyone was high-fiving about boobs
0: yeah it was just all about just sitting and comfortably
1: yeah. yeah, maybe Luke and Garrett from Better Watch Out. <laughs> maybe they would do that.
0: Yeah. Oh gosh. And then now we have a couple other people that are that are in this movie. Um, you know, some side characters. Let's do we want to talk? We'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Drew Barrymore in, when we talk about this opening scene. But um, mm-hmm. let's let's kind of round out this main cast with uh, Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich. Um, both mm-hmm. industry legend, industry legend. yes yes yeah so um i'll let you decide on jamie kennedy and rose mcgowan
1: i think i I think we can think about that but i'm i i'm leaning towards yeah um but also like can we can we add one more industry legend in here
0: are you gonna say roger jackson
1: roger Roger jackson oh yeah the voice of Ghostface.
0: i'm gonna talk about him in the opening is that okay
1: absolutely i have a lot of things to say about him because um just uh, that voice honestly it's quite sexy but we'll get to that Um, that's what i was
0: going to talk about but yeah we'll get oh yeah okay good we're
1: on the same page we're on the same page i think um without getting too deep into matthew lillard and skeet Ulrich, because we can talk about them throughout the movie and like their behavior and hopefully you have some we have some space in the conversation for the uh the possibly romantic feeling undertones of Billy and Stu's relationship, because that I think is important. Um, They're so good. They're both so good in completely different ways. Like their performances are day and night and that is perfect for the situation. But um, I, I fucking love Matthew Lillard. (laughs) I love him so much. Anything he's in, I will watch. He made me watch that terrible Five Nights at Freddy's movie. So that shows my commitment um, to Matthew Lillard. I'll I'll watch anything he's in.
0: Yeah, I think he's really fun. I, um, well, gosh, it was when I was talking about, um, when we were talking about the Frighteners and talking about Jake Busey, it's like him and Matthew Lillard have a lot of that kind of same kind of you know really intense kind of energy to them his is maybe a little more manic Mm. a little bit more you Mm -hmm. know stretchy hyper hyper. so like you know playing Mm -hmm. playing you know like shaggy in a scooby-doo movie makes complete sense you know Mm -hmm. and but i like him when he's you know dialed back a little bit i don't know if you want to call 13 ghosts a dialed back movie but i do think that he was that's a little more for
1: him. reserved yeah. in
0: comparison, right? The movie itself is not a dialed back movie, but um, he is, it's, it was one of these, like, even like the first time, like watching it, it was like, even if he's not the killer, he's involved somehow. Something's yeah. Up.
1: Because there's just so much, so much personality over things that are like super morbid and weird. Um, So that's definitely a red flag. I have a question for you. Sure. How many times do you think you've watched this movie? Just ballpark.
0: Well, let's see. It came out in 1996.
1: Like, I mean. You're doing I, math, like multiplying by the years. Like, if I would put
0: like 100 as my over under, you know, I don't know. Maybe a little under. I know. I
1: was trying to do the math. If you watched it two times per year since 1996. Yeah, so it's like 20 which
0: prob- something years.
1: Mm-hmm over 20 so that's 27 years
0: yeah and then that does also doesn't count the times where you know i have a few too many beers late at night and i just watch the killer reveals from each movie back to back um i watch
1: the opening the opening scenes sometimes back to back so we just need to find thing
0: so we just need to find someone that only watches the middle parts and then just stops (laughs) (laughs) but um
1: i i would say the same i think it like if if i've seen any movie 100 times it would be this one so if i'm not sitting at 100 plus i'm damn near close because i i've seen this movie so many times it's a comfort movie for me so i will put it on several times a year and sometimes just have it in the background while I'm cleaning the house, doing laundry. Sometimes if I'm lonely at a hotel, while I'm traveling for work. Like it's, uh, it's definitely something I've watched a lot. So I was just curious how many times you thought you'd have watched it.
0: Yeah. I would say maybe like that, this and ghostbusters probably is the ones I've probably seen mm, the most. Yeah. yeah. You know what I love about them and I'm talking about them as a pair a little bit, just cause you know, they're the killers, they Operate as a pair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know for a movie like i said where it's just like you know from the get-go i feel like a lot of people that watch this movie and be like oh it's definitely like those two are involved in some capacity like everyone i think
1: definitely billy everybody you know definitely
0: billy and but i think that it's so suspicious but it's so good that like even when you're really when the answer is right there in front of you they still play it so well and still have like maybe Mm -hmm. just those that little bit of doubt even even when they just become even more like boisterous and cartoonish it's uh i don't know i think it's just really impressive and fun to watch and i really Mm -hmm. wanted to take this moment to make an official uh an official apology right now to uh to skeet ulrich or is it skeet ulrich i don't know i'm sorry Um, i think it's ulrich so that's my second apology or my first apology my second apology
1: why why, why are you apologizing to him
0: because you know what i think he gets a lot of flack for being, um, not my words, but the internet said, is a a, a, a lesser version of, a, of of Johnny Depp.
1: Ew, no. Um, I had the biggest crush on him. I agree. Still do.
0: But I want to. I want to. I want to apologize because, first of all, his time. His time is uh is told. Johnny Depp's a fucking creep. Yeah, and that's even that's even without all the you know the fucking guitars and the scarves and the millions of bracelets and shit, the
1: eyeliner on oh, the
0: eyeliner, the hats. <laughs> get the fuck out of here!
1: And don't Weird, get me wrong, men can wear eyeliner. Anyone can wear eyeliner, but it doesn't look good on him.
0: Oh yeah, ask, ask, ask Gerard Way. No. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I just wanted to apologize to him because you know what, man, you're fucking cool, and honestly, mm-hmm. Johnny Depp is just a fucking bullshit version of you. So. I know. I didn't
1: know that was a comparison that was being made.
0: How how could you not? Like when you watch well, the first Johnny movie, Johnny Depp
1: is much older than him. Isn't he like 15, 20 years older?
0: Oh my gosh, when you're Am watching I wrong? When Wes Craven makes a slasher movie and puts this sad-eyed, greasy, dark-haired, you know, pouty teenager boyfriend who you think mm. may or may not, you know, whatever, whatever, he's he's absolutely i i i i don't think that's a weird um i don't think it's an off-base accusation i'm not the first person that's ever brought that up and
1: i've never heard that before wow
0: to all the people that are saying that get the fuck out of here because uh i was gonna say he's fuck great. you <laughs> yeah fuck you he's great he's great in um well you know great relative but he's great in R- riverdale and as much as
1: yeah.
0: Riverdale is,
1: as much as one can be, <laughs>
0: as much as one can be, but
1: the first season was entertaining. I'll give it that. Yeah,
0: again, cool murder, murder mystery. I love it. Yeah. So you know, convoluted, but you know, so's a lot yeah. of it. But hey, I apologize, Skeet Oric. orge. you're great, and I love to see in more stuff. I love it. Um, though I yeah. I never watched that. That's that one with him and Cuba Gooding Jr something cold. I can't remember. I'll come up with it. Is something playing off something cold?
1: Something cold.
0: I don't know. But, um, and then, you know, and then I think even outside of this main cast, I think the most iconic Drew Barrymore showing up mm-hmm. in the opening scene of this movie. And, you know, you'd mentioned how this is a comfort movie for you and how you'll, you'll put it on in the background just to relax as much as I've watched this movie. Not that first part. Like this, this opening part no. still fucks me up. And it's the scariest part of the movie. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: And, and it's, it's honestly the most heartbreaking, you know, part of the movie too, you yeah. know, right there at the beginning and man. And then this is just, it's, it's so like, it's, it, it's upsetting to watch and it's still, you know, is, is very, uh you know, it, it raises the blood pressure, like watching this opening scene. It's still very, very effective. It's so good, man roger jackson again industry legend you know fuck it just everything just works and the suspense builds so much and she is so good and so effective in this and that now like if i think of drew this is automatically always gonna be the first thing i think of other than you know turning it back on writers during the strike but she 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 realized the error of her ways i think so so She's i
1: i think her intentions were like she thought they were good but they were dumb and like it was like i think it was out of like pure stupidity not like malicious intent like if that if that tracks but not defending her at all but like i i think people forget that not everyone is smart about everything all the time like sometimes people just are fucking dumb um but you know that's that's a whole nother conversation um the the opening scene is one of the best one of the best things i've ever seen on on a screen and i've never seen this movie in a theater so if we ever get the opportunity to see it in a theater i would love to um but what i really appreciate about the opening it feels like it's Like, it's definitely part of this movie, but it also feels like its own movie. Like, you could just watch that opening scene independently and feel like you watched a short film, and I absolutely agree. It is extremely heartbreaking. I always thought it was really scary and quite sad, but once I became a parent, like, watching Casey's mom react and have to listen on the phone and then... see her hanging from the tree like just her like her emotions that she's going through i think the actress does such a great job of like just being in like shock like it's not like not like um you know annie and hereditary's like crying like it's it's a very different like feeling but it's just as sad and devastating and um i really really like it there's also a couple of like dated things that uh come up in this opening scene that are really great because it it starts with a ring on a phone with a cord not the cordless phone
0: yeah i remember having a cord on my phone um
1: yeah i remember not being able to walk like a certain amount of (laughs) <laughs> you like how far? How far can I stretch this before it completely pulls out of the phone?
0: And that's totally <laughs> happened to me before, too. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Gosh, I, you know, just right, just how heartbreaking this opening is and just how suspenseful the whole thing is. It just works so well. And fuck, I just feel like every time I watch this movie again, like I watched it earlier today, I'm like, I just like realize again, like how close the parents were so close how fucking Uh, close and it was and because even then like watching again i'm just like oh wow they're already pulling up down that long driveway and she's like
1: it's a long fucking driveway
0: and you know oh and then he fucking you know chokes her to like you know fuck up her like larynx or something so she can't Uh speak and then um and i remember that because i just feel like it's even even just putting the knife down and and choking her like that is that it's not really like what we know is kind of ghost face mo like even that's a little like intense Mm -hmm. and brutal even you know i mean brutal like you know you know stabbing somebody right but um yeah it's comparatively
1: to like the other kills it feels this one is particularly gory and intense and like you said yeah like like choking someone to the point of not killing them but like damaging like vocal cords like that's a lot of pain that poor Casey had to go through after so much like terror so that is just not an ideal uh situation for for anybody involved really yeah um
0: I was thinking um you know when she gets the Friday the 13th question wrong um mm -hmm. I'm like
1: Would you have gotten that question wrong?
0: If I was, well, I don't know if I was like, kind of like panicking at that point and getting And as a teenager,
1: like think about how many times you'd seen that movie at that point.
0: It was, I think if fun equivalent would be if somebody asks you over the phone, who was the first victim in Scrape? And you go, uh, uh, Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore.
1: You'd say Casey Becker and it's Steve.
0: Right. And so I thought
1: yeah. that was- Oh, fuck. You just blew my mind.
0: <laughs> right? Because I feel like it's kind of the same thing. I think that would be like, I don't know, like yes. the equivalent of that because she is so iconic as being the first victim, but she's not, right? Poor Steve. You yeah. have a named character. Oh,
1: poor Steve. Justice for Steve. <laughs> Justice for
0: Steve. Yeah. Poor guy. He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. He, was just a, he was just a big old quarterback.
1: Well, and like the the funny thing too is that like Casey's definitely like she's being cute, she's flirting, you know, with Ghostface, and they've got like this little thing on the phone going on, like and like again, like Roger Jackson's voice is just sex on a stick, like it is, it's hot as hell, yeah. Um, and what I really like about his his voice acting, if you really listen carefully, and I'm sure you have because you've seen this a million times as I have, um, the his like, what's the word like almost the the way that he speaks and delivers lines sounds like Billy, like it sounds like Skeet Ulrich, like the yeah. way he like chuckles The way that he like spaces out his words and the way he just, you know, like the draw, like all of it sounds like Billy, which I think is really fun because I would never have caught that the first time or even maybe the second time that I had watched it. But after watching it so many times, like it's, it's quite a talent. And he does that. Like, I think when he's, you know, if he's, I don't know if Stu ever makes any phone calls. I think Stu does make a phone call um, when um billy's in jail i do think that that's Stu and not billy
0: yeah i mean he would like you can tell the difference he would know tatum's home phone number i mean not Mm -hmm. not that he wouldn't be able to share that with billy right yeah but there's um, phone books i was thinking you know and and you know you can I'm a bad fan. Sorry, everybody. I'm sure, you know, this has already been debated and settled on and in, in the, in the crevices of the internet oh, who
1: killed who. of,
0: you know, who's on the phone and who kills who, because I think it's, I think it's fair to say that the person on the phone is, is not the person in who's killing and doing the mask. Um, yeah. It's, it's, you know, one or the other. And yeah. I wonder, so now I definitely think it is, billy you know in this first phone call and i think most of that Mm -hmm. is because um because it's so focused on talking about horror movies and what i kind of get especially kind of confirmed by recent watches is that like stew doesn't have or doesn't care really much about the you know other than like he's along for the ride he's along for the ride he's not really quoting horror movies like you know like him and like a uh, billy and randy are or even mm-hmm. even Tatum. like you know i spit on your garage mm-hmm. like that is yeah be- you know
1: that's a deep cut <laughs> too right? like and yeah
0: so that's why like i definitely think that that is billy and why i think it's mm-hmm. matthew Lillard, of course in the costume because again you know kind of talking about especially just you know like when when he's when he's choking her and it just feels mm-hmm. just so personal like like a kill like that like like freddie and jason wouldn't do wouldn't kill like she
1: dumped him for steve
0: yeah and it's just like and again just you know like randy said it's just like you know there's always some dumbass reason to kill your girlfriend you know there's not (laughs) by the way there's not ever a good reason
1: i love that he says that though because i mean statistically it often is a boyfriend or husband like that's a very common thing in real life so yeah i i also agree it's got to be billy on the phone Stu doing the killing um another dated reference that comes up is when um ghostface says like you know i want to talk to you and casey says they've got 900 numbers for that um if if those of you out there don't know what a 900 number is because they don't exist anymore i checked um Also, something that's really funny about this, when I looked it up, I have to read you this. um... Okay, so basically 900 numbers. I'm not going to read the quote. It's too long. Um, 900 numbers you would pay by the minute or by the phone call. Um, It could be for many things, but mainly it was for um, what we'll call companionship or, um, you know, Dirty talk, that kind of thing. Little little phone sex situation. You like how I like escalated what I was saying yeah. <laughs> point by point. But yeah, I thought that was funny that she, um, she said that because I was like, I wonder if the youths of today watch this and they're like, what the fuck is a 900 number? Or if they even register that when they're watching it.
0: I don't think youths even make phone calls in general anymore. <laughs> I don't think that's really a thing. <laughs> um
1: yeah that's true let alone 900
0: numbers so yeah (laughs) no that's pretty (laughs) good um gosh good on they must have known that they must have known ahead of time that they were planning on watching scary movies because boy did that work out really well to kind of set up that whole conceit and that whole conversation and really set the whole thing forward i wonder if it was like he
1: would have found a different way to bring it up
0: that's what i was thinking i was like is he i mean clearly it's 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 the first one but it's i think it's fun to kind of think it's like is he a diehard horror movie fan and he wants to do this like a movie and like a scary movie which he does Mm -hmm. um or is he just a big horror movie fan? And then she starts saying, like, oh, I'm watching a scary movie. And then that conversation just kind of comes organically. And then after they kill her, they're like, because nobody else knows about the scary movie bit of this yet. Um, yeah. I'm sure they were just talking afterwards, being like, this is kind of fun. Actually, let's kind of keep up this conceit. Let's do it like a horror movie. This could be actually pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Let's make it a thing. Let's start killing some random people. Um, and then that, if it wasn't for, you know, Casey and Steve wanting to watch, and they didn't say what movie they were going to watch. They had a couple yeah. uh, videos of scary movies, but she never said what they were going to watch that night. But maybe that has set the whole thing in motion. It's a very, uh, I know. very wobbly uh, defense, but I thought it was pretty Imagine fun.
1: Imagine how red how red his face would have been if he said, do you like scary movies? And she's like, no, nah, it's my boyfriend's into them, I don't really care. <laughs> I, I'd much rather be watching a Meg Ryan movie.
0: Yeah, like what if she was like, we're watching Schindler's List.
1: <laughs> it's like that's a horror movie in itself well, i mean obviously really.
0: oh yeah you know, based on very horrifying things but also just, i feel like just to throw him off to be like uh uh i haven't seen that one uh do you
1: he's like do you he's like? like i could do some steven spielberg trivia <laughs> yeah
0: do do you like holocaust dramas uh what's your favorite (laughs) you know so really good that the scary movie thing worked out um
1: yeah that 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 did work out i never That's so funny i never thought about that before
0: so but yeah you know it's just just that whole. i just can't say enough about that opening um Mm -hmm. so then when we cut to then really it's just like again like yeah this whole other story comes out right you know and then it starts you know talking about you mm-hmm. know of course like sydney and then her backstory you know like with her mom and you know the shitty boyfriend who's like get over it mm-hmm. you know sorry sorry her oh traumas ruined his precious <laughs> existence or whatever sorry it's cock
1: you <laughs> yeah
0: he's but i i don't know if i would have done that as a teenage boy been that much of an asshole and I think I'll end that there. I don't think there's a but there. <laughs> I'm like I don't know if if I'd be like, oh, if I would push I, that far to be like, I still want to get laid. I know this is awful, but I I think that's rough. I think I that
1: know. I I think that he absolutely would. I think that like a lot. I think a lot of guys would, especially like you know, it's been a year. Get over that shit, Sydney. Like. I think that's like the mentality that like a young man would have, like that just has no, like, I mean, he's just, he's following, he's following his dick. Like it, it's very fitting. And the best part is, is that Billy really doesn't have any real emotional connection to her except to fucking torture her. So that makes it even more interesting because it's just this like, I'm a, I'm a boyfriend act that he's putting on the whole time. Um, one thing that, we didn't touch on that i think is really important to note that made this like movie extra shocking besides that opening scene just being completely wild and very unique and different to what everything else anyone had ever seen um they marketed this movie to make it look like drew barrymore was going to be in it like for the entire film. She's in, like, there's all these photo shoots with her standing in the middle of Skeet Ulrich and Nev Campbell. She's on the movie poster. Like she did a bunch of press for it. She did interviews and it was all very like hush hush. And so when she died at the beginning, and she was like at the height of her fame at this time, like the people were fucking shocked. <laughs> like, i think people like had something that they were just like holy shit like what happened if that's the beginning what happens now but the movie doesn't disappoint and neither does nev campbell because then when they like shift to her like then it's like oh this is a nightmare on elm street situation or going back even further a psycho situation where you're like totally you know um misled to think that this person is going to be your main character so i really like that then you shift into who's actually your final girl
0: and it's funny you know of course you know the the the, the most direct that nightmare on elm street connection like that was this that was i remember being one of the scariest parts was mm-hmm. the, the, i mean you're thinking like at least for the first 20 minutes of that movie and for a five-year-old 20 minutes is forever so you're just like Think it's the you, whole movie. You've, you've bought in thinking that, you know, or you think that, yeah, is the movie over now that she's dead? Is yeah. is, is it done, you know? And then it switches more, focuses more on um, Nancy's character. But, yeah, no, I I I agree. And I think that's what kind of underscores, like, why it's funny if you just, like, ask somebody, like, oh, you know, who who died in the open? Who was the first person to die in Scream? I think a lot of people would say Casey, you know, or Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is at the... F- the the height i mean i think yeah pretty much so i feel like this ignited that height and then afterwards was like so i want to say like uh wedding singer was like two years later charlie's angels the Mm. year after that um they were
1: charlie's angels really a big deal is this the second time we've brought up that movie
0: yeah it is yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know it made enough money to warrant a sequel and i mean remember at the time it was a it was a thing i don't know so
1: yeah
0: but and have bill murray in it come on and Bernie Mac. No, Bernie Mac's in the second one.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, yeah I don't remember. Right. Uh we don't have to. Yeah, but yeah, she was <laughs> she was she was pretty big. She was pretty big at that time. So it was exciting. Definitely. Like, I mean, we're we're presuming that oh yeah, we we know actually, like Sydney's dad is totally kidnapped behind the scenes because he's wearing the same clothes when he Like, I think he's wearing the same outfit when he, like, chats with her at the door as he is when he's kidnapped later um, and taped up.
0: Yeah. At least that jean jacket he's wearing.
1: Yeah, they love a denim jacket in this movie. So do I. It doesn't. Um, Yeah.
0: I'm not really much of a guy that puts patches on my leather jacket, but I will put pins. Or sorry, leather jacket. Sorry, uh, who am I, Henry Henry Winkler? <laughs> who am I the principal? Hey. The principal with his uh, leather jacket in the closet. Um, <laughs> yeah. The of the many again giant winks in this movie. Um, I know. I'm more of a pin. No, wait, pin does guy.
1: Henry does Henry Winkler need a need an industry legend title as well?
0: Yeah, probably. Let's give it to him.
1: Yeah, probably. Love it.
0: Yeah. Um, we're
1: just we're just handing them out.
0: Geez, yeah, everybody. You know, everybody. <laughs> just the whole cast and the folk in that focus group. So,
1: girl in English class number two. Industry legend.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Um the girl who gives that monologue in the bathroom, like when uh Nev Campbell's still listening. Industry legend. Industry legend. <laughs> Industry legend. <laughs> I was like thinking, I'm not gonna try and repeat it here, but I wonder how many uh, I would. If I was an actor, I would I would do that ab- I would absolutely do audition? that as my audition. That or or um Joan Cusack at the end of Adam's Family Values. You know.
1: Oh yeah. One of
0: those two. Very, very iconic. And I'm just like, what a <laughs> just what a fucking mean girl.
1: And just like if I if I had the if I had the nerve, I do have it memorized and can deliver it very well. But I do not have the nerve to perform it right here live <laughs> in we'll front see. of you.
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if we can pressure you. Maybe, to do it maybe, one maybe
1: one day. Maybe one day.
0: I love it. But gosh, you know, and and I I like how just all of this, this just establishing afterwards of like, now, do I believe that those five characters would be friends, you know? No. But I do like seeing them together. I do like seeing them interact. you This is really the only time you get all five in one spot. Yeah. Which is here in the courtyard early on. Um, at the, I believe at the it if
1: it was freshman, if it was freshman year, because then they would all kind of separate into their own little groups, you know. By senior year, but because like we're in senior year, like they wouldn't all still be friends. Um, they would I, not. I just don't. I don't see it.
0: They would not have kept Randy along for that long.
1: Oh hell no! No, no, absolutely. He not. would have. He would have just trailed off into his own group, and everything would have been fine. But I, what I really appreciate about this movie um like so you have them having the conversation at the water fountain but like even prior to that like they do such a good job of world building of all these things of the past without someone like saying oh my gosh you know what happened a year ago with maureen prescott like they're not sitting like feeding the story to you like it happens in little pieces through different characters and through different conversations so you're like learning this whole history about Sydney's mom, who, which this reminds me of um, Hereditary, where the mom is this, like, you. I think you had brought it up. Um, the mom is this, like, dead character the whole time, but is so important to the story, um, which I think is really fun and interesting. But yeah, they do a really good job of just, like, filling in the blanks for you without having to do, like, a cheesy flashback or some shit like that.
0: They do like a little bit of the like, well, it's not like true crime, but it's like you know like newscast a little bit, and then
1: Gail Weathers, and then Gail
0: Weathers being you know kind of the the main kind of driving you know kind of explaining a little bit of that context and mm-hmm. how Cotton Weary kind of works into it all, which seems like all it is is a red herring, but really does set a foundation, um, kind of going forward as well. Of, yeah, you know, and you know for for better or worse, how you know well we'll talk about that as we go on to the other movies just the integration of just you know i just maureen prescott being like this presence a very heavy Mm -hmm. presence throughout the entire movie um but without i mean all you see is like the you know the photo that's shown quick Mm -hmm. during like the newscast you know and yeah i don't know i think uh industry legend right (laughs) (laughs)
1: maureen prescott yeah
0: whoever plays maureen prescott sorry i don't know know, you got it (laughs) it's yours um i am i am i am drunk off power tonight (laughs) so and i'm gonna use it giddy i'm gonna use it for nefarious purposes and for that i'm just, just offering my industry legend awards so but again, you, yeah, I, I I like the way everybody interacts. And again, this is all Kevin Williamson a lot, well, and the actors, right? but and the directors mm-hmm. and everything. but like just even this, you know, back and forth is kind of, you know, very high level vocabulary as it is, you know, it's it's just very energetic. i I definitely see how, you know, they're not friends, but they can be friendly, you know, and I and mm-hmm. but I also like that it's like, you know, maybe there were clicks like this in high school where it's like, you know, a little bit like Frenemies a little bit. We're just like, yeah, Randy's part of the group, but like also Billy and Stu, like aren't maybe. friends with Randy. I mean, well, Stu might Maybe it's be. just
1: so they can shit on him, you know? Like right. they just have to, you know, have somebody to make themselves feel better. So they just kind of treat him shitty, but he's he's pretty annoying. Like the way that he just, you know, is making a joke of, you know, Casey Becker's death. And it's like, you know, you have a friend who has, a mother who was just murdered last year and yet you're still making jokes like him and Stu are just going back and forth about it and i think that's where like billy is just so suspicious this entire movie like the way he says you know he's like i didn't kill anybody when Stu says that and he's like nobody said you did like very like it, it just feels like what wait did you guys do it <laughs> like i would be like wait a minute what's happening right now
0: and it's Um, and it's pretty funny where my my wife was showing this to a friend who hadn't seen it and oh that's such a
1: great honor
0: yeah i know and then after that scene she turns to her and says is it are all three of them the killers
1: (laughs) is it all three (laughs) of these
0: men are they the killers and it's like yeah yeah two out of three who
1: acts like that Yeah. yeah i the I think that's what's so fun about this movie is that like, I still think it's a perfect movie, but there's so many things that the characters do that I'm like, whoa, like that's uncalled for because the person I think of the most and it's like subtle, but not is Principal Um. Oh, and also like, are we allowed to be asking these high schoolers questions without their parents, like knowing, like they all just went to school and they're just pulling them out of class? asking them questions that feels illegal
0: well, without their parents or a lawyer like hold right? on like
1: because if they share anything can they even fucking use that in that situation i don't know i'm not like i'm not uh an expert on the law or interrogation or any of those things but i feel like if they answered a question suspiciously and said something like it might lead them to investigate something but i don't think they could use that in court
0: probably just not. a thought yeah.
1: Yeah. Just a thought. But back to Principal himbry He's very um, he's he's just stands very close to Sydney. He grabs her face like on the chin like kind of thing like he he rubs her back once like it's interesting because like even the sheriff like makes a funny face like he's like kind of looking at him like what the fuck like after he like, you know, holds her chin I I just don't see a a principal um, doing that, even in the 90s.
0: So it's one of those things where, like, you know, two dumb kids go on a murder spree. You know, sometimes, hey, you know, obviously innocent victims, right? But also, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, maybe that pervert's dead. You know, so that kind of works out. Pervert on teenage (laughs) girls, get out of here.
1: I just it just felt it just feels weird. um, yeah, so maybe maybe he uh, maybe he got what was coming to him. but i I think I really like I really like the sheriff for as little of a role he plays in this. I just like his um, I like his general attitude, like when he's talking to Billy's dad, and he's like, check the phone records, which also takes days in nineteen ninety six. It takes days.
0: Oh, yeah. Like I was saying before, like, are we even wholly believing in DNA yet? Like, I was thinking all the times. No, Stu's I think just, it was
1: still pretty fresh.
0: Stu's just putting fingerprints on everything. And you're like, oh, okay, buddy. But. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it is his house.
0: One thing I was thinking about Principal Hembry, you know, you know, before he dies, um, you know, he brings those two students in. Right. You know, it's just really just mm, be reading. That's the him. other thing. And. uh and expels the both of them
1: yeah but those scissors Ooh. in their face oh Ooh. yeah
0: i wonder about so, these are the things i think about i just think about those two kids because did he get it did principal Henry get a chance to tell anybody that those two were officially expelled before he was murdered because then i oh. would because then i'd be those two kids were like well and and fred you know, in the Freddy Krueger sweater yeah. played by Wes Craven. <laughs> we're the last people to see him very alive. And if I were those two kids, I'd be like, yeah, he pulled us into our off- into his office and, you know, just 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 told us that, that you know, we're just going to make the honor roll and, you know, that he really appreciated <laughs> they us. They couldn't and-
1: <laughs> take it that far. They'd be like, he was pissed. He told us that, you know, we're suspended. I would be like, he told us we were suspended for four days. Like, I was pretty upset about it. Give
0: yourself just a quick, just, just a vacation from school. You know, he's like, yeah. He said, yeah. Like he said, yeah, we need to be
1: convincing. He said we to needed convincing. to take off,
0: you know, ah, uh, yeah. Three, four in whole weeks. weeks. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> just get so- started with summer early. School's out. You really,
1: know? really uh, think about our actions.
0: Oh yeah. Jeez. And then I love <laughs> that in a movie, in a movie that has so much, so many great needle drops and so much great music. Yeah. Definitely love. Um, as, as obvious and as it is, like, you know, playing Alice Cooper School's Out for Summer, right? Love so it. Good. Shit hits so hard. And-
1: The songs are so perfectly placed in this movie in between, or like at the start of a scene. It's so good.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, probably most famously, you know, Red Right Hand by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, which has really just become synonymous- you know, the best really known for this movie worse. I don't know what Nick Cave thinks about that, but I would hope he'd be like that. It's high praise, but he
1: better fucking wear it with pride because I know very little about Nick Cave and it's the only song of his that I know. Um, but I know you've, I know you've had a listener too, but um, like that's that's got to be paying a check or two for him. I'd hope so. And the bad
0: seats. That's good. Yeah, and the bad seats. I hope they get some checks, too. Not
1: not just him. Not
0: just McCabe. (laughs) See. Um, (laughs) But see, see, same thing. It's like, who wrote, you know, what song... Is famous for showing up and scream, it'll be like, Oh, it's from Nick Cave, and it's like, No, it's Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Another trick question, yeah, <laughs> you know. So, because Nick Cave has his own solo albums as well, right? You know, you know Birthday yeah, Birthday Party, then Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, and then you know, there's Nick Cave stuff in between. Um, I, I love well, this they... movie because it introduced me to him and his music, oh, their music,
1: interesting,
0: and I, I didn't know that. Absolutely love Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I've seen them live a few times. um You know, I have hmm. certainly listened to Did all the. Do they albums. sing
1: "Red Right Hand"?
0: No, the times that I've seen them, they 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 don't play it. They haven't played it. Sometimes, you know, I'm sure occasionally they do, but uh,
1: they need to play it every time.
0: They do, but it's 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 a pretty extensive catalog of, of bangers so i I wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't be he could play 30 songs that aren't that and i'd be like this is pretty incredible you know so <laughs> like
1: i'm i'm fine and and the fact yeah, that it's they're... like
0: not only does the song play once but twice it drops and it feels mm-hmm. so fucking good and it's so good and again just really bakes in man this is a murder mystery stewing right here this is like a twin beaks mm-hmm. kind of situation it just helps again add to that that energy that really separates this from honestly all the slashers before it and just with that vibe this is like i think it just helps just create you know again you can't quantify it but again like Mm
1: -hmm. the vibe
0: of this movie is it just helps i love it so much sorry what were you gonna say i
1: well i also can't think of another movie at least horror because those are the only ones i really fully pay attention to the scores of um i can't think of another one that does such a great job of fusing together like actual like pop hits and you know other songs with the score like both are so like fitting and even like even the republica song uh that plays that i love um drop dead gorgeous it doesn't feel dated to me at all one because i still actively listen to it regularly um but also two like i don't know it just it everything just like feels right where the songs and the score are placed. And um, a lot of other movies, when they, you know, start a scene with a pop hit, when you watch it, like even five years later, you're like, oh God, that song. Like, it doesn't feel that way when you watch this movie. So I think they do a really good job um, at that.
0: It's funny, you know, um, I fucked up on Frighteners the other week, thinking that it was the... And you I w- went back and watched it again. You're right. It's it's not the original um Don't Fear the Reaper that's playing. Even mm-hmm. though funny enough, that song's on the soundtrack too, even though I don't believe it plays during the movie. Um and
1: Don't Fear the Reaper?
0: Yeah. I was just looking it up it's on the, Spotify.
1: It's the when um Billy sneaks into Sydney's window right at the beginning.
0: Oh right, 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 right. Yeah,
1: and which I think is very well, well placed.
0: Um, but at the same time, like I I whenever I think of the closing credits of Scream, um I think of the original version of um Whisper to a Scream. And then I'm watching mm-hmm. it again, I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's that like super like jangly 90s version, like mid-90s Yeah, version. that's
1: probably the one that's aged the worst and I won't count it against them because it's in the credits and not in the like part of the film.
0: I do have I don't like that cover. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's okay. But that's something i want to want to think about, kind of going forward, yeah. Because I think that that's something that the
1: Very nice. franchise is
0: a little known for too, is like how they do their end credits and the song choices that go over them. We'll we'll see. <laughs> it's where we go.
1: always yeah. I I think this one actually might be the best one. I agree. Perhaps not so, true. Not um, true, and
0: I'll and I'll get no. there, and I know what it is, and you're not. Yeah,
1: you can't talk about it now. Yeah,
0: and you're not going to agree with me at all. But we'll get there. Oh, get I there. bet I won't.
1: Uh. Um, and I already think I, I already think I know where that's going. But I'll we'll save that for another another episode for sure.
0: Again, like I, I think we would be doing you, the audience, and us, a disservice if we just kind of go beat by beat through this movie because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, gosh, there's so many horror podcasts. It's long.
1: This is a long movie.
0: Do you love how we um, will just, like, be super just like unforgiving for a movie being an hour and 50 minutes long but this one this movie could be fucking three hours i don't fucking care i would love it
1: fucking a week long and i will spend the whole week with sydney and friends like yeah i i don't give a fuck so you can you can judge us all we want for our hypocrisy (laughs) scream movies don't count keep making them longer just keep adding the runtime i'm fine with it
0: oh yeah and then give me you know the peter jackson extended editions you know that are each like three and a half four hours long and Mm -hmm. they got to spread across multiple blu-rays and just all the all these just extra story threads (laughs) that you didn't know were a part of it you know and then also some equivalent of like the cimmerillion you know (laughs) (laughs) I love the whole thing. Um
1: yeah, we definitely don't need to go through it like through everything, but we might end up bouncing around a little bit and I think that's okay. Maybe we'll go like kill to kill.
0: That's you beat me to it. Um yeah. I think hey with the slasher movie, I think it's kind of the best way to do it is just hop from mm-hmm. kill to kill. One because it's easy easy way to organize. Two, yeah. you know, this movie uh, for, you know, for some reason, you know, again, like I kind of, when I just immediately kind of think of like the kills and scream movies, it's like, it's, I, I think that it's always just like, ah, you know, it's just, just stabbing, you know, I mean, so much, mm-hmm. so much that, you know. Ah, uh, never mind. I want to talk about other movies. Fuck, we're gonna. I'm going to keep yeah. keep bumping up against this. Sorry, everybody, but it's just, hard. It'll just...
1: get easier as we as we progress. But yeah. we're we're limited to this one film, and there are only six kills, or no, seven. I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. If you count Billy and Stu,
0: yeah. So yeah, you've got. Um, of course, you know we talked about, um, you know uh, Steve and Casey. Now. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people who are, you know, kind of, you know, thorough kind of fans or kind of, you know, at least check the IMDb trivia page would know that uh, I, you know, Principal Hembree wasn't supposed to die originally. Um, oh, no, I didn't know that. That was because. Oh,
1: Henry Winkler wanted to die. Maybe right
0: but I think the studio said and was you know I ah, fuck the wine scenes Ugh, sorry big ugly cloud oh, over this movie I know but where you're going. the it was that there were no kills from mm-hmm. Casey until Tatum um until they mm-hmm. got to the scene which honestly I i'm okay with two for a movie i would have been
1: okay with that has
0: a pretty you know i think standard kill count for a slasher movie um yeah. that whole break like it doesn't feel like a long time to me and then honestly
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah just like we don't we don't need especially as much. a
1: first a first film of a franchise like they may not have known it was going to be a franchise but like the kill count doesn't need to be that big but i will say this his death is convenient because it does then draw the party, like what's left of the party, out of the house. So right. it it works plot wise too. So they, they made good use of it. And um I think uh I think I remember I read somewhere that uh Henry Winkler wanted to be be killed in the movie. So it was fun for him. And also like his his screaming and the way he reacts to being like stabbed up and cut up is so over the top like he was living his best life while dying
0: he's so good um he is fucking fantastic in everything he's in there is
1: (sighs) is. there's a
0: great comedy with a lot of uh the state guys called um children's hospital have you seen that
1: i've never watched children's hospital like fully but i've seen parts of it probably when you were watching it <laughs>
0: probably it's so good and he's so good in it and then also he's in barry that uh that bill hater show on hbo and he's he's fantastic in that too
1: oh that i haven't watched either i like him in arrested development
0: of course oh yeah absolutely um
1: <laughs> yeah so, so he's just
0: that dude is just fantastic just seems like the most charming dude and just the nicest oh yeah you know happy grandpa delight. of a guy yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: um mm-hmm. but yeah you know Envoyage, Principal Hembree. I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, there we are.
1: I'm sure they'll find a better principal. How could they not?
0: Yeah, you never know who succeeds him as principal. Maybe it's Fred. Maybe Fred gets to do it. He's just like, hey, <laughs> I've just been holding back just being a janitor, you know, and then I've maybe- been
1: I've been watching him do this for years. I could easily step into that role
0: waiting in the wings, you know, and just yeah. just yeah. I love it. Um, but yeah, you know, so that does take us, you know, to that party and the
1: everyone's at the party.
0: Everyone's at that party. Now, a couple things that that did happen in between that I just want to shout out a little quick. Um, mm-hmm. again, you know, we mentioned how kick-ass Nev Campbell is, how much she just doesn't give a fuck. Definitely demonstrated uh-huh. in that first phone call with Ghostface when a movie, she's just uh-huh. like, get the fuck out of here, Randy. Get the fuck, you know. Even then, yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? And then just even then, just being able to, you think she's down for the count? Even though, like, if this is supposed to be like a horror movie, was it their intention to kill her then? It may have been. And then
1: I don't think it was. I think I think they were fucking with her. Yeah, because you got to get her scared,
0: right? But you know, so and
1: and in order to do their whole plan, I think it needed to end at the party.
0: I think so too. Which you know, but but it's it's, a part of it was like you know, I I definitely see how some of it they just like kind of went made the plan up as they went you know because also they're dumb teenagers you know they're
1: teenagers like let's not forget yeah they're teenagers because one of the dumb things about their plan that i thought about dna or not dna or not no one's gonna notice that billy's shirt is just covered in corn syrup and not actual blood doesn't that seem unlikely i don't know like he blood smells Like that fucking metal, metallic irony smell. And he would be smelling just fucking sweet as candy. Like that would be weird. That would be some red flags for me.
0: he would be like, hey, I was ironically enough, I was trying to make some some uh, cotton candy. For the crew, you know, that would be really fun. You know, somebody already brought a cake to the party. So I I had to come up with something new. Um,
1: People are just bringing chocolate cake everywhere i go right
0: so just trying
1: to find something different and innovative
0: you can talk you can talk (laughs) talk his way through that um (laughs) but yeah i see i wonder what would have gotten them away from the party then outside of Hembry's death like there must have been some other original reason because yeah like it's it one it gets you an extra kill and it gets you you're right Mm -hmm. just that that you know that reason to get everybody out and just leave
1: um you know your
0: your main your kind of core group behind so i
1: mean at some point Stu could have just been like hey everybody you gotta get the fuck out like party's over you know and then just left his core group of friends to work through the rest of the situation also can we talk about how fucking rich everybody is those houses when when they show sydney on her patio and there's literally two tables and a lawn chair like that's a big fucking balcony. <laughs> like you could have a full party on that balcony alone. Like all those kids could have just been transferred there. And Stu's house, I know you can stay in Stu's house, which is pretty cool. Um but like those houses are massive and they're supposed to be in Northern California. So those are some rich parents and some rich kids, which honestly, I mean that I feel like that checks out
0: they just got in under the tech boom, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I think um, you're right. And it's funny because the, it's funny because I made a note about that. It's just like, you know, being rich, you know, doesn't help them at least in this regard, if they're all just rich kids going after each other, man, it's kind of what what it is. But yeah, I, yeah, I I think it's interesting. (laughs) I, definitely got that idea first when well of course you know everyone has giant houses houses like Mm -hmm. maybe can only be rivaled by the teenagers and 10 things i hate about you do you remember that i feel like everybody lived in a giant ass fucking mansion oh my gosh like a
1: mansion yeah yeah they were all super rich Filmed. i think that was part of the story though like they were supposed to be like really really rich yeah that happened a lot in 90s movies because you also had clueless they were all super duper wealthy like i don't know maybe that was just like the the dream
0: is that kind of like um so maybe it's kind of like you know it's like that submersible situation where you're like yeah you know they're all fucking rich who cares they fucking yeah. up. <laughs> whatever yeah who cares <laughs> or you know the other poses, fucking attacked by orcas i'm like you know fuck them fuck the rich generally you know mm-hmm so kind of same situation the
1: orcas are wilding out though
0: <laughs> good they fucking as they fucking <laughs> they're
1: having a time <laughs>
0: yeah they're taking they're taking the seas back and i love that and that's why i don't go in the ocean because i respect that i don't do it
1: fuck the ocean it is a deep dark place that we will never understand nobody needs to be fucking around in the ocean <laughs> no one anything
0: that exists that deep in the fucking ocean is gonna be wilder than anything you've seen in a fucking Meg movie.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm good.
0: I'm absolutely fucking good. So yeah. So go orcas. I'm definitely support them and <laughs> taking the seas back because it's theirs and they can have it. Absolutely fine. We've taken over enough as humans, you know. So let's let's <laughs> let's be real here. Um, where was I?
1: What were we talking about? Scream? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Scream. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah i definitely thought it was when um well not just the houses but when sydney is being chased the first time through and she gets into her room uses like the closet door and the other door to kind of create that thing smart Um, love how they set that up earlier um Mm. to keep the dad from getting inside uh when billy was over but who who successfully like dials 911 and has a conversation over a computer like that
1: and that quickly and that in quickly. 1996
0: i didn't even have i mean my family didn't have their first we didn't have our first like family computer until at least i'll say like 98 99 so a little bit later
1: I it was like 97 98 for, and for us
0: and then i don't remember being able to do any of that but i um mm-hmm and it didn't work right or it didn't exactly work on how slow it took for them to get there but
1: it said what is your emergency so she got in touch with somebody somebody
0: but then like she also got the
1: call because they end up coming
0: yeah but then i was like did she get the call out when she was inside dewey's jeep like when, when she's like hey blah 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 i'm at Stu mocker's house on da, 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 da and then nobody comes there until later when she says you know hey oh, yeah. motherfuckers i ca- guess you just called the police you know in her it's so voice.
1: it's so hard to escape like current technology when you're like thinking about things because okay now if you call 911 accidentally from your cell phone they'll fucking call you back or they'll show up like they know where you are yeah. they know where you're calling from whether or not you give an address but i'm assuming for sydney Like, I didn't see her type an address in there. Like, how? How did they know where to find her? It wasn't the same as, like, you know, how they can just quickly be like, oh, it came from this location. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's That feels interesting.
0: Yeah, and I just don't know how exactly, you know, certainly the cops don't arrive in any sort of fast manner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. But, um yeah, so okay, so we're at the party. Yeah. And um Tatum gets the honor of being the first person to call the killer Ghostface, which I think is really fun. Because on the what is it called? Father Death on the yeah. costume bag, which I think is really fun. Um yeah, I really I like that. Um, but yeah, she gets to call she gets to call him Ghostface for the first time and her death is a little bit silly, but also probably one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and it's funny, I think like each, you know, or I think a lot of the deaths have something kind of unique, something kind of like a twist to them, maybe outside of the principles a little bit. You know, cause you have kind of like the the phone call and the whole big setup, you know, of the first two kills. And then, you know, of course you got Himbury and you've got Tatum, which, you know, again, you know, to have, to have a suspenseful buildup, you know, the, the, you know, leading that part leading up to her death and for all of mm-hmm. that to take place in a square garage. You know, you're not yeah. you're not running upstairs. You're not going out the balcony yeah. or climbing out a window. There's like all of that happens just in that one space. Um, yeah. I just thought it was really impressive. You know, I love like the movement, just like the throwing the beer bottles. Like she puts up mm-hmm. a fucking fight. She puts
1: up a really good fight, and yeah. I knew she
0: would. You know, um, yeah. Now I think people would say it's. You know, I think the the tragedy of her dying is kind of undercut by how it happens with the garage door but and we don't yeah. who, and it's the same thing it's like you know blinders on who cares if that doesn't work or not you know um yeah. in real life it's still it's super fun hey you knows? maybe maybe they rigged it somehow to have it do that i don't know i still think like her well, it's so
1: clear that like her shoulders like completely fit through that door and like the shoulders are going to be the biggest part Like, if she can get her shoulders through, like, she can get the rest of her body through. I think one of the fun, one of the little trivia facts about this was that they had to actually, like, attach Rose McGowan to it because she was so small that, like, they could, like, it wasn't working because she kept falling out of it. And that, you know, obviously the whole point is that she can't get out of it. So she's supposed to look stuck, but clearly she's so petite that, like whatever this massive dog was like, where was that gigantic dog <laughs> that lived there? Like at least, at least we don't, we don't have to deal with any, any dog deaths, but it's a big ass dog door. Was it a St. Bernard, a great day. And you got in there. Um, I wouldn't want, just, I,
0: I, don't, I wouldn't want a dog door. That's big enough to fit a human through it.
1: <laughs> yes. If I had a great day and I'd be like, sorry, bud, you're not getting a dog door
0: <laughs> because any asshole, right? Like just crawl right
1: through right i don't oh, want to do no. that so
0: no no we're good no, my my you. my wife has talked about putting dog doors um on our at least our back door and i've been you're like,
1: like measuring it to see
0: <laughs> i've been coming up with kind of like dumb you know reasons of just like oh well i don't know or just kind of like maybe i don't know are you sure we need it and this and this and this but i haven't like just come out and said like uh well no i think i have because i do not want people trying to crawl through and trying to murder us
1: I don't think I think murder wouldn't even be my first like it's just like breaking in. I think I I'd read a while back there was um a man who would have his kid go through the dog door and just unlock the door so that he could then rob people like he wasn't like violently attacking anyone it was like okay. just during the day just pop through that little dog door and get in there.
0: Yeah. And then, you know. You definitely, definitely know Stu's the killer when they're when they find out about Hembry, everybody's leaving. Um yeah. and someone goes someone asks, like, where's Tatum? And and Stu goes, like, Oh, I think she 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 maybe she got pissed at me and bailed and this and this and this. Yeah. But earlier after comes in
1: from the garage or ghost face comes in from the garage oh wait that but you wouldn't know that that was Stu.
0: and when randy um when randy's giving his rules you know and saying don't you know I'll, don't ever say i'll be right back he goes he's mm-hmm. like i'm going to go get a beer and is walking towards the basement door so you're believing that he did go down there at some point right so he totally knew mm-hmm. um and had seen tatum at that point i'm surprised nobody yeah. else i guess i just don't know where the i have to remember where the garage is next to how everybody left that house and nobody walked by the garage and noticed tatum just hanging there
1: i think the garage is on the side
0: yeah so everyone because
1: if you remember like the front shot of the house right you can't see the garage so it's around around the side because the boat is also there because they're rich as fuck so they got that boat um but yeah he totally would have seen tatum and you don't even really think about it um at that point but uh yeah, I really like after Tatum's death when Billy like pops up at the door while Stu and Sydney are talking and he kind of gives this like this double eyebrow raise um, to Stu and it feels very like it's done. I did check it. that one off the list. Yeah. So I really feel like that was Billy um, in the garage with Tatum.
0: I agree. And then, you know the last of our you know innocent deaths um kind of a low-key really good one with with Kenny mm. the poor cameraman yeah. um I know even though like geez even like by that night you know <laughs> while the ambulances were still there Courtney Cox was able to get another camera person pretty quickly
1: oh absolutely she's <laughs> fucking Gale weathers she called them and was like I need a cameraman here five minutes ago
0: yeah. <laughs> when i say hurry <laughs> that means um so you know you know she's mean but it's you know i don't like the fat shaming, but it's consistent with her character so it's okay um
1: exactly like you wouldn't expect anything less from her <laughs>
0: right but the, the well it's two different great scenes because you go from Randy, right? Like after everybody leaves and Randy's drunk and mm-hmm. just yelling at the TV, you know, Jamie, Jamie, you know, look behind you, look behind you, you know, it's which kind is of
1: great because his name is Jamie.
0: Love it. And the, and then when they're watching it, you know, Sydney and Kenny from the van, he establishes earlier with Gail that it's on like what, like a 15 second delay?
1: Yeah. 30 yeah.
0: second delay, maybe even like a I pretty think it's big 30
1: one. seconds. It's 30 seconds. A 30
0: second delay, which certainly plenty of fucking time but like I, I oh love that conceit where he leaves and then you know opens the van door and then bam slit throat loved it and then good on him he should
1: have just hopped into the driver's seat and fucking drove away
0: yeah absolutely Like,
1: what are you doing opening that van door kenny You're like i'm good
0: I'll, let's let's save one teenager let's go
1: you know? yeah exactly yeah. yeah
0: poor kenny you know Rest in peace, man. Um, I don't know how quickly they were able to, eh, you know, you don't question the physics. I don't even know how they were able to hang. Oh, of
1: how they got him on the roof.
0: Right. I don't even know how they hung Drew Barry more so quickly. But yeah, it was because I was really I, fast, too.
1: I do really enjoy the way that Kenny's blood on the windshield looks like Gail's like looking at the windshield like what the fuck like and then when she actually turns on the windshield wipers like it's very clear that it's blood but you really can't tell at first so I could see why she would be confused but that's pretty fucking great
0: and even down to the very end she's like Kenny get the fuck off my fucking windshield
1: <laughs> yes yes <laughs> i i I love it
0: i love it and then again you think she's down for the count right you
1: know Mm -hmm. well first
0: yeah first you know you know yeah that whole thing and then when randy pops up and she fucking beats him with the phone (laughs) poor poor randy um yeah and yeah jeez i um yeah i thought that whole thing was really fun i love just even just right up until the very end Oh, when she's going in well of course oh, you see uh poor dewey you know after he goes in the house and then you see him open the door and he's got the knife in the back um and then you got matthew oh, yeah. lillard you
1: know you like you know that's nerve damage for sure like you think he's dead but like oh man he got stabbed right like near his spine oh yeah, that's really bad
0: it's a deep one too it's, yeah. it's a big knife. But like yeah. that, just part, just the the with, you know, um, Stu and Randy, like both running and just like pointing at each other again. Love Sydney. She's like, "Fuck you both. Fuck you both." To <laughs> close yeah. the door on you. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, that was that was. So I was watching this today, and um, of course, you know, I'm a mom. So if I watch things during the day, like it has to be something that Phil has seen before. He has seen Scream. Um, loves it, but in that moment where she says "fuck you both," he said, "She's smart." <laughs> I was like, "Fuck yeah, she is." Yeah, she <laughs> like you can't risk it being wrong if you bring both of them into the house. And no and and
0: honestly, like I was kind of leaning a little bit, you know, Randy, you know, like first watch because. The other thing too is, you know, you have Roger Jackson, you know, who's doing the voice on all the phone calls. Mm-hmm. Um but there are points where you hear Ghostface like grunting and yelling, you know, it when he's mm-hmm. like, you know, entering chase scenes and when they fight. And I trying to like listen as close as I can, I was like, this does sound like Billy or Randy.
1: Some of it sounds like Stu to me though. Yeah? I feel like I hear, I feel like I hear Stu as well. And I honestly, I I feel like I've read this before or heard it before and I don't remember. I don't know if Roger Jackson does the grunting or if the actors do it. Because there are some, like, there are points in the movie where I really feel like it must be the actors and not Roger Jackson. But, um, yeah, it's it's really hard to tell. Um, I never thought that it was Randy at any point. I... I I don't think I ever thought it was Stu either. I just thought it was Billy and they were just doing the really obvious thing. So like, you know, it's so clear that he is there's something off about Billy. So then after they have sex and he gets killed, you're like at like as a first time watch, you're like, wait, what the fuck? Like you're like, it had to have been that guy.
0: Well, it's funny because it's like, you know, you definitely think it's him. And then they arrest him and then he still gets the, and then mm-hmm. she still gets the phone call, which also like Mrs. Riley, the fuck, you know, she comes in. She's like, Hey Sydney, uh, there's some stranger that's like calling you
1: randomly. I yeah, don't know. She's like, it's know. not your dad. It's a grown man for sure though. Yeah.
0: Even that you were just, <laughs> you know, almost murdered and attacked. And you know,
1: <laughs> I'm in charge under, of you right now. And I'm
0: in charge of you right now. Like, oh, I don't know. Do you want to talk to me? He's on the phone. And then she picks yeah. up and it's immediately fucking goes. I would face. have said,
1: I would have said, okay, I'm gonna need to know who this is and what business you have with Sydney. Like, she's been through a lot. Like, if this is not important, you need to fuck off. Like, I I just don't um
0: Mama Riley, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, that was that was definitely not uh, not a good sleepover situation. I mean, given she was put in a situation where she had to like take on Sydney and what just happened because nobody can find Sydney's dad. I also never thought for a second that it was Sydney's dad. That would have been too boring.
0: That would have been too I boring think. too.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I
0: think that the, the Riley's were perfectly equipped. I mean, Tatum already had two beds in her bedroom, so
1: <laughs> yeah, it kind of works that, out. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. Whoa. I never thought about why she would have two beds in her bedroom. Like, because Dewey clearly has his own room. Like they wouldn't have shared, maybe they shared a room as kids.
0: I guess so. And they just you know, get the same situation. I don't know. But yeah. That was good.
1: Yeah, that is so funny.
0: Mrs. Riley, come on. What the fuck are you doing here? I just wanted yeah. to make sure I did not want to get past. I had it in my notes. Want to make sure that was brought up.
1: You were <laughs> like, I'm not gonna let her off easy.
0: <laughs> um you know, this our final two kills per se are our killers, you know, after the killer reveal, mm-hmm. um, which you know no surprise billy and and of stew his
1: stew was surprising though i think like as an audience like because no one was expecting two killers like that shit shook the world like that was a big big deal and once they once they reveal themselves as killers I love that Billy's personality changes so much. He's much more talkative than he is in the entire film. But Stu is kind of the same person, which is almost scarier because the only thing that's changed about him is that he likes to kill people. Like. His personality is exactly the same. Yeah,
0: if anything, just just kind of ramps it up just a little bit, but he's yeah. still just doing his whole fucking thing, and that's why yeah. it's like watching the and movie. He's
1: great,
0: especially like again in that like early scene, like by the fountain, where just like how kind of he's, you know, in everybody's fucking personal space constantly. Oh, he I love it. Is yeah, I, all the mannerisms and all just the, you know, I know like we all make, well, no, I don't think so. we all make you know crude. Thoughtless jokes about death, but like, you know, just how desensitized. Yeah. I was like, but just how kind of desensitized (laughs) he was, you know, that's why it's like, I'm surprised he's a killer, but also just very, I guess it's very obvious he's the killer. I think it would have been when
1: you look back at it, yes. Yeah. So yeah. Even at the video store when Billy and um Stu are like right on Randy, like the way that Stu is leaning like on his shoulders pretty much like holding him for billy flicking his uh, earlobes does the little he does the little like yeah the little finger flick on the earlobe like that is like huge invasion of personal space like it's it's a lot but he's um and the like the way that he sits with Tatum like it's very similar like he's on her back i mean they're boyfriend and girlfriend so like you know but like just that like on her back and then after Billy and Stu reveal themselves to be the killers then he's doing it to Billy like he's like on him and even when he listens to him talk like that is i'm sorry but that is the look of lust and like admiration like that look
0: yeah I definitely, I, I definitely get the, the queer coding of this for the mm-hmm. both of them. Um, Honestly, I, there's, there's nothing that I don't think would hard, just like, you know, say, oh no, that's impossible. Like, I don't think any, any argument really no. dissuade me from that. Um, I mean, I think that, yeah, I'd certainly buy it, you know, or at least like it's, or it's, you know, or maybe if it isn't even this obvious, like. Oh, I'm in love with you. I think it is a very, I don't know, even if it's like a subconscious. like maybe Stu doesn't even understand what the feelings are. you he, know,
1: I I've like built this whole narrative in my head, and that's kind of how I feel is that Stu doesn't even really understand why he just follows Billy's lead. And clearly, he's extremely influenced by him. And, you know, that's what makes Stu so interesting to me is I'm like, How did this even like? How did Billy like recruit you as this person that he could trust so much with this? Like, to find a partner to murder people with, like, if you, like, I mean, we're very good friends, but if you were like, hey, Nat, I got this idea, I kind of want to get revenge on this girl. And what I'm thinking is we just, you know, start killing off people that she knows, like, one by one until we kill her and frame her dad for it. I'd be like, okay. Um, let me think about it and I'll get back to you. And then I would immediately call the police. <laughs> like, I'd be like, my my friend is fucked up. Something is wrong. Like, I, I wouldn't, you know, aimlessly follow. So there's like, there's a special connection between the two of them, but it makes me want to know more about Stu. Like, what, what is Stu's story? Because we know Billy's and we know his motive, but it's, I guess it's the millennium. He doesn't need a motive, but um. Which was it's, it's very mysterious.
0: How many years before the Willennium? I believe that was two thousand, <laughs> two thousand prior, you know, onward. I've made that dumb joke before. Um yes,
1: and you will continue to. And I
0: will continue to. So
1: On your dying bed. <laughs> glad I got to see the Willennium. Yeah,
0: I know. I'm glad I was here for I was alive for the Willennium. Um <laughs> the again, the great thing about the writing the great thing about you know skeet orick and matthew lillard and just the way that this just this this movie you know progresses like the thing with murder mysteries is i feel like so much of you know the the critique of certain murder mysteries um whatever medium that they're in and any sort of like you know, critic score or ratings or review or whatever they get. I feel like a lot of it is unfairly kind of predicated upon the mystery itself and who the killer is mm. and if the reveal is clever and if you felt tricked, you know, and this and this and this. And I think that is, I think a little, I think a little unfair.
1: Absolutely. I agree
0: again it's like when you watch this movie it's like oh yeah like obviously it's billy and no matter how many times they kind of misdirect you yeah it's still billy and it obviously was billy the whole Mm -hmm. time it's always it's always the fucking boyfriend and but still you but it doesn't matter to me like watching this movie and then that reveal and me being like oh okay it's who i thought i was who i thought it was it's Mm -hmm. it just it's it doesn't matter like i really like um you know he kind of takes it from colombo but uh ryan johnson he has that um other show with uh, natasha leone um i know i can't think of it right now i'm sorry everybody oh but,
1: the one where she like is in like a time loop
0: no this is the one where she is well she's on the run but she has it's, it's their detective stories you know and oh
1: yeah and she has like um some sort of like psychic abilities or something right she can
0: tell if people are lying she doesn't know what they're lying yes, about yes, yes. but we'll know if someone's lying about something so yes. which is kind of fun its a cute way but again you know like um you know like Columbo, it starts with just telling you who the murderer is yeah just to be like because you know because that's
1: what? not what it's about it's about the journey
0: because everybody you know especially the people that were you know real, you know the people that kind of insult the um the knives out movies are like uh you know blah 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 mm. you know you could have seen that coming a mile away and blah 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 I blah, like blah. And, you know movies. it's not a creative mystery and this and this and this and everybody kind of judges it by that but i'm like that's why i just like the you know just fuck it just tell everybody who it is and then just tell like a fucking great story and just like how you get there again like mm-hmm. this movie again not not the same thing of course but even if i know who it is i just I, I love watching the process of watching everybody Mm -hmm. else find out that it's him, you know, I, I just think it's so well made. And I think it's again, I think just, you know, really just a credit to, you know, Craven and Williamson and um, Matthew Lillard and Skate Ulrich, you know, just really. And again, even still, yeah, sure. Okay. Billy's the killer. But like you said, that shift in how he Mm -hmm. acts from that point, all the way up until that reveal and mm-hmm. he just like unlocks this 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 extra part like of his character that you haven't seen and it and it is uncomfortable and unsettling because you haven't seen this part of him yet and didn't know that yeah. he's gonna be this type of violent killer, you know. It's yeah. Whereas you're prepped for Stu being the killer. <laughs> you know? You're prepped for that energy happening. So yeah, I don't know. I think that again, it's just because I love murder mystery so much and I love this one in particular, might even be just be my my favorite. Um it's I just think it's just really smart and well done like that. And I just really think it deserves credit for that.
1: Well, and I think they do a really good job of, you know, you have Billy so suspicious that you're like, they wouldn't do that. It's too obvious. So you kind of doubt how obvious it is the whole time. Like you're like going through like this mental gymnastics of like, gosh that is really suspicious it's got to be him but then you're like but it couldn't be him because it's like you know and he's wearing the same boots as the sheriff and you know they're all wearing fucking black what looks like doc martens like it's you know it feels so obvious but i completely agree it's not about who the killer is it's you know, when you rewatch the movie, you notice things that you didn't notice the first time because then it like it gives you high rewatchability, which everyone knows, like, that's my favorite fucking thing. Like when I rewatch this movie, I'm like, where would I have known that Stu was doing something suspicious or that Billy's doing something suspicious or like, where were they when this was happening? Where was the other one when that was happening? Like, it's very clear, like how their plan is unfolding when you go back and watch it, which is super fun and you also get this i don't know this like you said like that unlock of personality you're like this person has been putting on an act the whole time like was any of it real like did Stu enjoy being in a relationship with tatum at all or like was that just all part of the fucking plan Mm -hmm. like obviously he had some very strong feelings about casey
0: and really, kind of allegedly, you know, you're you're never gonna know because at least one yeah. of them is dead. Um, we'll see where we feel if that giant TV could would crush his head and kill him. I don't know. Do you think
1: Stu's I dead? Know. Well, they um the elect the electrocution part of the television definitely would not have happened in real life. Um, that that feels very like over the top. Um, I mean,
0: it's just yes or no
1: yes love it but i hope not yeah (laughs) i would i'd be totally like like i said i will fucking watch anything matthew lillard is in
0: yeah me too and Um, especially
1: if it's a scream movie i will watch it
0: so let me ask you billy and stew are the killers
1: Hmm. if
0: you could pick any one or two people that you would have liked to see be revealed as the killers instead of them
1: Ooh, that's fun.
0: Who, who's who, like, who's who's in your gut right now? Like, who who are you thinking would be really fun with a review? And it could be—I'll give you—you you can do one or two, no more. or like one or four. Can can duo. Can
1: I keep one of the original killers and like just swap out one of them? Yep, we make the rules to do that. Um, I would definitely still have it be two killers because. That's super fun. And I don't think a lot of this would be possible without two. I kind of thought it would be fun for this movie in particular. I'm just choosing for this one because I have different thoughts and in later installments. Um, I think it would be fun if Tatum was one of the killers because she's so fucking sweet and trustworthy and such a good friend it would be kind of fun if it was her and Billy. So like her and Billy are like a thing on the side and like, you know, whenever it's revealed, however it's revealed, like, you know, Stu is just fucking pathetic, heartbroken and probably dead. And, you know, it's her boyfriend and her best friend. Like, I I like that, um that little dynamic there. That's that's who I would choose.
0: I agree. I was going to say Billy and Tatum i think that that oh,
1: yes. that would have been oh, a fun page.
0: reveal and i really would have loved to see rose mcgowan really fucking turn oh, it up
1: just be unhinged yes yeah
0: which i really it think she, so good she would have done that really well um i don't know I if that's uh i don't know audience tell us putting you like who would you like who do you think would be just as fun yeah. or interesting would killer? only yeah and i think i might ask that yeah. kind of going forward um 'Cause it's just kinda interesting yeah, to think about. I want it to be, oh, if anything, now this movie's already a perfect movie, but what would make it perfect plus if they did it like clue and plus. yeah, perfect plus is if you did it like clue. Multiple
1: endings. Multiple
0: endings. I know. How cool would that be? I mean
1: because oh, I don't my know. Gosh. You could I would have... nerd out on that shit so hard.
0: Because you could easily have done it like, oh, but this ending is Billy and Tatum, or this ending, it was just yeah. Gail alone, you know? Like
1: Yeah. Yeah, Gail <laughs> would have been my second choice. Yeah. Just to like stir up some shit and write more books. Right. Um because I think everybody yeah, else, I, like Randy I think that would the be Dad.
0: Super fun. Randy the Dad, Cotton, those would all be too too obvious, I think, for me. Yeah. But
1: yeah. Yeah, you could do like, you could do at least three, at least three endings there. But that's, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And I, oh, one thing that I thought was really interesting. I always forget this every time I watch this movie. So strange. But when Billy reveals to Sydney that their parents, his, his dad and her mom were having an affair And Mrs. Loomis finds out and then decides to abandon her family. I mean, you can just leave your husband, girl. Like, you don't have to fucking leave town. Um, You know, when he reveals that, Stu's face drops like, I didn't have this fucking information. And my first thought is, I'm like, Stu, you didn't even have the whole reason for his revenge. And you were still like, yeah, let's go kill some motherfuckers. Let's do it. Like... That is so interesting to me. The like his expression. Did you catch that? Right. And so I mean, so are you led to believe? And again,
0: sorry, bad fan. But are we are we supposed to believe that Billy killed Maureen alone? Then
1: no, it was Stu and Billy. I think they killed they killed him to they killed her together.
0: You know, think Stu would ask like, "Why
1: we're killing her?" Apparently, not hmm. the bond is it's ironclad
0: i guess i'll so. just be like hey we're gonna kill we're gonna kill sydney's mom and then we're gonna wait a year
1: <laughs> but again so maybe that because we gotta let we gotta let things simmer down and see if we can get away with it
0: yeah and then we'll do five and then <laughs> wait another year and do a you know a little more which i guess it is a yeah, year yeah. between this one and the next one but um i'm allowed to talk about the next one only in that context because we're talking about the ending of this one <laughs>
1: as it launches over but give you a pass
0: i um and then gosh you know you come in as much as i love again i was talking about just how fun nev campbell is you know how fun sydney is and kind of fucking with them Mm -hmm. you know um you know just taunting both you know him and billy over Stu and billy over the phone and
1: i love that
0: and then you get um your first hero moment even though it doesn't work out because the safety's on but your first hero moment with gail weathers
1: gail tried she tried because gail it's and that's the thing
0: uh, i mean i think it's a little bit of both it's like does she does a part of her want to save sydney and the other survivors yes does also she's like ooh, i've been reporting on this whole story you mean i could be the star of this story
1: yeah it can be both it can be it both it can be both 100 percent you can do selfless acts for selfish reasons. And people do that shit all the fucking time. So Gail is just doing her thing. If you happen to help some people on the along the way of helping yourself. Great. Like what, what an icon, what a legend. I Gail Weathers. I like her.
0: it. She, she, she's not shedding a tear for Dewey. You know, <laughs> she, she steps no. over his presumed dead body at the time. She's like, no, I'm here. Yeah. I still mean fucking business. I'm gonna take you fucking kids out. Yeah. I don't even care your fucking children. I'm gonna shoot you on the fucking face. I don't even fucking yeah. care. She
1: does seem pretty pretty shaken when she shoots Billy, though. Like, she's she's standing there kind of in a daze. Yeah, it takes her like a full thirty seconds to be like, I didn't forget the safety that time, you bastard. Like, but she the, she has a delay on the on the sass there. I
0: think she was just thinking of like, okay, I only get one shot. So what's my best comeback here? <laughs> and then roll this. And she yeah. was like, oh, yeah, right, right, right. He gave me shit about having the safety on. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's everything that was going. It wasn't panic or her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she was just like, what's going to be my one liner?
0: Yeah. What's going to be the... that I can
1: write for the book?
0: Yeah. What's the hardest shit I can just fucking throw at this fucker and make sure I put yeah. that in the book. And
1: you see it now. And then I said,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! It just reminds me of Hot Fuzz. There's like a running joke in that movie where it's like you know, making sure to say the cool shit after you take a guy down, you know, yeah. or something yeah. that has a fun kind of pun involved or some, uh-huh. some
1: joke. I love that.
0: Um, yeah, gosh, and just yeah, Stu's dead over in the living room allegedly, uh, with the TV on his head. Fucking Billy's down for the count. You know, weathers takes him the fuck out you know um gosh you know anything anything else like on at least as we're wrapping to the to the ending of the movie um anything that i'm forgetting that we don't want to t- touch base on that happens in the scene
1: um well i think it's important to go over our survivors so we've got sydney of course mm-hmm. dewey makes it not originally planned thanks test audience um we've got Gail we've got Randy and Sydney's dad and I'm counting just the people that were in like immediate danger of possibly being killed
0: right so not well, like uh cotton or uh yeah or the girl that was that gave the that beautiful monologue in uh <laughs> in the bathroom I
1: know can you imagine she just ends up going to college with Sydney yeah <laughs> yeah that would be great oh that would have been great yeah I, I I can't really think of any, I'm sure like, as we're like going through other things, we might, you know, get distracted along the way as we do, but um, yeah, this is such, such a great film. It's so layered. Every time I watch it, I feel like I find something new or see something from a different angle. And I think that is a rare and special find. Like we talked about it when we were talking about Candyman as well, like, you know, every every part of my life that i watch it i feel like it's something different i just i just love it love it so much and uh yeah i will i will watch it forever never get never get sick of it
0: i agree um the shit just goes just you know fucking all cylinders you know um Mm -hmm. again i just you know you, you can't quantify a vibe necessarily but fuck you just the hour fifty of this movie, that vibe. I I just can't get enough yeah. of it. And I feel like a lot of movies, you know, really try to capture that um to very varying um extents, you yeah, know, success. I would say <laughs> more so more like you know, nine out of ten on the no, not even close side, but we yeah. got a couple gems that will, you know, I'm sure will still we'll scatter through the schedule here. Um mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it really started a whole new – it, like, reset horror in a really great way. And, like, I'm super grateful that it it hit when it did because then we got all these fun things when we were, like, right in, like, that, like, preteen age, which is, like, so fun if you're a horror fan. And, um, yeah, just opened up, like, all these possibilities of – characters being smarter characters knowing about scary movies and referencing characters there's so many movie references in this movie um even if it's just like a one-word reference like randy says like what's leatherface doing here about billy like something as simple as that that i think is like super fun um yeah just it really it it made a big change like even without the whole franchise like you said like it spawned like all these other fresh new ideas and a lot of movie posters with um beautiful people on them
0: <laughs> definitely yeah i just uh yeah i just really can't say say you know a whole lot more than kind of what's already been said i just like this this movie you just yeah. watch it over and over and over and over and over again i just watched it today and i'm mm-hmm. like and i'm still again, you know, I think I'm still, again, just fucking shook from that opening. Um, yeah. And just again, all cylinders. Um, I just think that yeah. the writing's super fun. It's snappy. I love the way people interact with each other. I love the, you know, me, I love a small town spooky thing happening, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, the twin peaks vibe, you know, it's, I just can't say enough, I think. And it really, you know, it's it's my favorite slasher you know if there's no mm-hmm, like by far. i think now you know everything is just compared against it now kind of going forward you know i think maybe up until that yeah. point what yeah i guess you know halloween um
1: mm-hmm. would have been the one and i you, you know you know what's interesting is you know you probably get this question a lot of like when people people ask you what's your favorite scary movie not that one and yeah. <laughs> and when, when I get that question, scream is always the first thing that comes into my mind. And it's usually what I respond with. And I can't tell you how many people are so shocked by that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, did we watch the same movie? Or have you seen it? Because I will recommend this movie to anyone. Um, because I think it's it's a really smart movie. Even if you're not, like, a huge fan of scary movies, like, I still think that this is a fun movie. um, And the characters are well-written. The acting is great. It's beautiful to look at. Like, everything about it is great. So I tend to give people that answer when they ask, and I, I feel like they don't take it as seriously as they should. But that being said, there is a huge loyal following of this movie and the entire franchise and um we're we're not it's like a small not a small group but like it's a mighty group of like horror like fans so um yeah even watching it with my most critical eye i still don't have any complaints about this movie
0: yeah i agree um Outside of you know, I mean, at first I was thinking like, uh, I was like kind of put in the notes. I was like, if there's anything we could cut to bring this time down, do we do we need to see them in the grocery store? I don't know. Yeah, but it you know, it, only because I think some of the conversation was still just about like, oh, you know, I shouldn't have been so hard on Billy and blah blah blah. So it's like all these mm-hmm. things that like you know, I don't know if you necessarily need it. I think it helps, of course, um and of course, and it's just giving. But then I crossed it out because I was like, you know, it's just giving me more time with these characters. That's why I'm like, this movie can be four hours long. I don't care.
1: Yeah. And you get to see Tatum still giving like perfect teenage girl, best friend advice. Like, you know, she's like, so you have some intimacy issues of because of your mother's untimely death. Like the way that she, like the way she words things (laughs) is so good. So matter of fact. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I, um, I I agree. I I feel like there's there's not much that... I'm sure they probably cut other things, too. Okay, one other thing that I want to say, and this isn't directly about the movie, but more so probably, you know, all the things that we didn't talk about. I didn't go heavy into trivia, behind-the-scenes shit, and all of that because... If you're listening to this, you're either like and you're like new to Scream, you don't need to know all that. You can learn it on your own. And if you're not, you probably already know a lot of the things cuz we've watched the commentaries, I've watched the interviews, I've watched countless YouTube videos, um read the fan have you ever fiction, want, like,
0: wrote a little maybe. If you ever
1: want like a yeah. If <laughs> you ever want like a really good technical video of like who killed who, um Zach Cherry does videos where he like literally has maps of the houses and like where ghost face would be at any given time, who makes each phone call, who does each kill and they're really fucking technical, but they are really fun if you really want to get deep into it. But, um, I've watched all the things and I think there's so much fun, so much fun trivia about these movies. So if you do find yourself really loving them and wanting to know more, I also recommend listening to the commentary. Um, Joss, Joss Whedon. Whoa, where did my brain go? Wes Craven has um, uh, he does a commentary on this movie, and it's really great. So, if you have an additional two hours to watch to listen to him talk about the movie after watching the movie, do that.
0: I love it. Um, yeah, I you know what you were saying earlier about how see the first thing that comes to mind when people ask you know what's your favorite scary movie, I. I would not only recommend, of course, if you haven't seen this movie and you're a horror fan, I would recommend it. Be like, stop what you're doing, go watch the movie. It's great. But then also, this movie, I uh, like. This is the slasher series that my wife will watch. She doesn't like slashers, and even though, and it's because you know it, it it is very you know it's just like whether it's a knife or a machete or your fingers it is all very phallic and it is like a lot of these slasher movies where of course all the long extended chases have the topless girls you know whereas mm-hmm. the men either will die off camera just very quickly you know and, it, yeah. and and aren't as tortured or invaded you know mm-hmm. quite like um women are and and i understand how that that's definitely a, a turnoff for a lot of people. But what I like about this movie, and I think what for folk that just slashers just aren't their cup of tea, is again, I think I you just slashers. really me too. And that's okay. That's why we have a horror we podcast. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: all of that doesn't bother me, but that's a, a conversation for another time too.
0: Sure. But and 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 you know, and it doesn't bother me too, because it's like, you know, if you come in kind of with that perspective, well, it's you're like you're a man. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, well, right. I'm the one on the couch <laughs> high fiving my bros. You know.
1: Yeah. When you when, see tits, you're when, like, yeah. Uh, when Jamie becomes
0: legit's, as uh, as Randy says. So, but this movie again, like, you don't. It acknowledges all the tropes and even follows them mm-hmm. to a little bit, right? You know. Yeah. And but you know, you get you only get the 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 PG-13 action, right? You know, and you don't, yeah. get um
1: because it can be implied
0: it can be applied but like you know you don't need all of that extra bits you know like i don't know mm-hmm. but, like you can talk you can speak to the tropes and even like have the movie kind of follow the tropes a little bit in its own rules a little bit without being gratuitous like be gratuitous with the guts coming out of fucking steve and casey that's okay mm-hmm. i like that the violence you know
1: <laughs> yeah poor steve
0: yeah um But yeah, so that's just something just to, you know, I I will absolutely recommend this movie to someone who does not like slashers. I'll recommend this movie to people who don't like horror movies, because I still think it is enough of an effective mystery. It's like, are Mm -hmm. you calling, you know, and then there were none, a horror movie? No, or horror novel? No, I mean, it's it's a murder mystery. And like, yeah, like being Mm -hmm. murdered sounds pretty horrifying. So it's... I don't know. So I think when you really take it from like with that frame, you know, I spoke to this a little bit, but yeah, it's, it just really enriches the film and really like lets you kind of, you know, kind of dive past, you know, all of like those kind of trappings of it being a horror movie and why people just wouldn't see it just on the precipice. if like, it's a horror movie and they don't like horror. It's like, I think it works mm-hmm. much as a mystery you know, like yeah, there's suspenseful parts, but so I don't know. So I just think that it just works on so many levels like that that I think can be appealing to a broader audience.
1: You know, my husband does not enjoy horror at all. So you all know, can write him some uh, strongly worded letters. Um but he even like and don't get me wrong, he does not enjoy watching these movies, but you know, when I was like, hey. Scream five is coming out. Are you are you gonna are you gonna come with me? And he was like, sure, I'll see it. Afterwards, he was like, Why did I do this? But he went. And that's that's a big deal. So that means that Scream is doing something right. <laughs> Maybe it's just that he had enough context that he was like, I know the history of this enough because you never fucking shut up about it.
0: Not that, not that he loves <laughs> you and just supports you because it's an interest you have.
1: No, no, that absolutely. <laughs> and also also just to to flip that, did I wait in line for fucking hours at midnight showings for Lord of the Rings? Not once, not twice, but three times? Yeah, I fucking did because I'm a supportive partner. Did I fall asleep in the movie? Sure, I did. I did. But you know what? I was still there for 6 hours. <laughs> the least he can do is a two-hour screen movie
0: i think i joined him for return of the king which is oh jesus but oh (laughs) man if there's a movie you don't want to watch like at midnight like fuck because even the
1: the
0: normal fucking cut of return of the king is eight years long um (laughs) (laughs) i yeah and i think i was there with him on a couple star wars too yeah so you know but yeah
1: yeah. You know, so so we we support others um and their love yeah. for different types of movies. So, you know, it's it's nice to have the favor returned every now and then. And you know what? If it's not, I love seeing a movie by myself these days. I hadn't done it until maybe like 2 years ago. And Great. It's the best.
0: Yeah. You're not talking so, to anyone. You shouldn't really be talking to anybody during a movie anyway. Just yeah. be so just be by yourself.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah, I did. I did absorb more of the movies I see by myself because I do tend to like have like I'm a good whisperer. Like I can still I can whisper really low level and still enunciate. I take a lot of pride in that because I do like to talk during movies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which, you know,
0: <laughs> I love if you're in a movie theater and you realize I just I forget what we went to see, my wife and I. But then. Realizing once the movie started, we're the only two people in the movie theater. <sighs> the bad so they that were just kind of like with
1: the evil dead rise yeah we got to see that one by ourselves which was really exciting
0: <laughs> yeah that was yeah that, that one that one's a pretty pretty fun one but <laughs> yeah. so just like um how everybody knew billy was the killer nobody is going to be fucking shocked by these boo scores but no. to create a little bit more suspense <laughs> we're going to push that back just a little bit. Um, Anything else you want to touch base on with this movie? And do you have any taglines for me?
1: Um, Nothing I want to say further about the movie, but do I ever have some taglines? So this is like the heyday of taglines. Cause remember, I think the last, I think we were talking about the frighteners. I had said that the nineties was like the best time for taglines. Oh, this movie is now breaking records because the most that we ever had was 13 for Friday the 13th. We've got fucking 14 (laughs) for Scream. (laughs) There are 14 taglines. I'm not going to say all of them are great, um, but some of them are. And it feels very just a bunch of men in the room that have never seen this movie have a short little like plot synopsis and are like, okay let's just throw some things out there
0: i say you read them to me and i'm just gonna give you a rapid fire
1: thumbs up thumbs down yeah but you have to say thumbs up thumbs down or yes or no Okay. okay sounds good ready um i don't know if we can count this one a new thriller from Wes craven
0: thumbs up love Wes craven
1: see i was gonna say thumbs down because it's not a thriller
0: were you not thrilled I mean, you could be thrilled. <laughs> I was
1: thrilled and chilled.
0: Yeah, you could be thrilled in a horror movie. But, okay, but okay. you can't be horrified by a thriller. Yeah. Hmm. Go for it.
1: <laughs> okay. Right. Next one. Someone is playing a deadly game. Someone who has seen way too many scary movies. Thumbs up. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> this one's great. Name the killer December 20th.
0: Double thumbs up.
1: <laughs> Very direct. Very direct. Very you cool. get your ass here on December 20th and you tell us who the killer is.
0: I think the best I think the best one ever is I'm not gonna name which movie, but there is a poster where it just straight up says the the tagline is the killer is on this poster. And I loved it. Oh,
1: I love yeah. it. Yeah is so that much. is that not a scream movie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you better you better be careful love it you're push you're pushing it sorry <laughs> with the rules <laughs> all right that
0: the movie ta- breaks their its own rules all the time so i think in the spirit Jeez. <laughs> all right keep going i'm sorry <laughs>
1: this this one genders it which i think it might be a problem he's taken his love of fear one step too far
0: does does he love fear Exactly. That's,
1: I this one's a thumbs down for me
0: yeah it's a thumbs down
1: yeah the, fir- the first ones are fine
0: and for spoiling um spoiling the gender of the killer killers yeah, i mean really exactly. they didn't spoil it was multiple ones but
1: yeah that's true yeah just I uh, i i don't think i ever saw that one on a movie poster so we're good this one's great solving this mystery is going to be murder
0: yeah 100% thumbs up
1: we like that um next one, I'll be right back.
0: Thumb sideways because yeah you know it
1: what does it mean before you see the movie?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, thumb sideways. I'll, I'll go th- Actually, I'll go... I
1: think did they not show that like speech by Randy in every fucking trailer though? Yeah. I feel like it, so they like they really made that like a thing to draw people in which worked
0: randy got the big uh the big parts in the trailers because yeah it's like him talking about the rules in the mm-hmm. first one and then i just always remember the scream to sorry the trail <laughs> the trailer closing with you know you know being like what's your favorite scary movie and he's like showgirls absolutely frightening and i just remember yeah. that that one part specifically but yeah that so is a good line Rand- randy gets his trailer good for him
1: next one don't answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't try to escape.
0: Um, I agree with the first one. And should have just
1: said don't answer the phone.
0: Yeah, I think that's that if that was alone, that would be it. So I'm gonna give it a thumbs mm-hmm. down because the superfluous yeah. stuff. If it was if it was just don't answer the phone, bam. It would it would that, yeah, that thumb would that thumb would go right up.
1: Just gotta keep it simple, really. Yeah. All right. This is kind of combining more than one. Someone has taken their love of scary movies one step too far. Solving this mystery is going to be murder.
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they just put those two together. And watch. uh, Yay. Well...
1: Because you could put, like, I mean, that's a long-ass tagline, but you could put someone has taken their love of scary movies one step too far on the top of the poster and then solving this mystery is going to be murder on the bottom. I'm, like, designing the movie poster.
0: (laughs) I like it. Yeah, it's just, you know, if you you feed it to me in pieces, thumbs up.
1: Yeah. Altogether? A little bit more.
0: Too much at once. Let that stew simmer.
1: It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um someone's taken their love of scary movies one step too far. So we just took the first half of that and just made it its own tagline. Yeah. I like it because before it was it before it was, Oh, see, I like it because now it's not gendered.
0: It's gender neutral. He's
1: taken his love of fear. Yeah. It's gender neutral. Someone's taken their love of scary movies one step too far.
0: And not only can you see it as gender neutral, But you can say the someone could be either Billy or Stu has taken Mm -hmm. their love. So you could see that is multiple killers, you know, theirs and the Mm -hmm. the multiple, uh, Mm -hmm. multiple possessive, right? So there you go. Thumbs up. Love it.
1: Yeah. All right. This one's odd. Make your last breath count.
0: Mm. Thumbs down.
1: Yeah. I don't know what that means. Now someone is, is victim. And someone is a suspect.
0: I was down. What? <laughs> well, yeah. Now Who, someone's a who's coming down. up with these. Now it's like they
1: suspect. just put a bunch of words into it and we're like, form a sentence.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. From the first name in suspense comes the last word in fear.
0: I like what they're doing here. I get it. <laughs> but
1: it's a no. I think it's a no.
0: If you would say, if you would say, from the, I would I would rewrite it as, um, from the biggest voice in suspense comes the biggest voice of terror. Here, no, oh, sorry, not as good. But yeah, no, in my brain, just, it, it does because it's, it's like, yeah, never mind.
1: It's too much <laughs> thoughts having to happen. I hope that like because of these taglines, like if you're listening, you start noticing all the taglines on every movie poster because that's what's happened to me now, and it's driving me like insane. Um, because now I'm just sitting there, like, what? What does that even mean? Do I need to see this movie to see if that tagline is even relevant? Yeah, it's too much work.
0: Do you watch the movie um, and go, oh, "That's where the tagline comes from"? You know, every
1: now and then, yeah, Love yeah, it. every now and then, yeah, which I like. That means it's a good tagline, I think. Think so. All right, here we go. Don't answer the door. Don't leave the house. Don't answer the phone. But most of all, don't scream.
0: I'm just like, stop giving me like more rules on top of. Is this
1: about Mary Shaw?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) We already have our rules. Don't give me more. It's fine.
1: Yeah. This one is a better wording of one of the previous ones. Now, everybody is a victim and everybody is a suspect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean better wording I think everybody yeah it, I think everyone's a victim even if they haven't died I think just the proximity you know I think there's
1: mm-hmm. a lot of families
0: that are hurt very bad you know by the uh or Kenny's family right
1: oh Kenny I know yeah I think my favorite is solving this mystery is going to be murder it's kind of fun yeah or someone's taken their love of scary movies one step too far
0: yeah, that's good yeah i think most yeah. were pretty good
1: Four- 14 fucking taglines that is a lot
0: i'd like to see a tagline that puts um all of them together and it just takes up the entire poster
1: that's just the poster
0: yeah so i like that someone's uh taking their love of scary movies too far this shit's gonna be uh <laughs> this mystery is gonna be murder don't answer the phone <laughs> don't open the door don't
1: uh don't try to escape don't
0: try to escape um and i've forgotten all of them now
1: so yeah (laughs) so many yeah so many i love it Um, i don't know that we'll find more than 14
0: we'll see we say now you never know
1: but i haven't looked into the other screen movies so i i like to do it with fresh eyes as we uh go through them
0: (sighs) as we kind of land uh land this plane we're gonna hop into the most obvious boo score ever uh do you want to go first do i want to go first does it matter
1: i don't think it matters i i think i think uh should we just say platinum boo five boo five
0: booze easy this shit's gonna be you know yeah no question
1: second platinum boo movie Candyman, and then scream
0: yeah, five booze, five boo plus. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Just get put that little, you know, we'll have to figure out, we'll make, we'll have to make like a little, uh, little sticker or emoji or something for our, our platinum boo winners. I don't know, just to honor them. You have just nothing but industry legends just, just bursting at the seams.
1: Yeah. In this, oh, so many. you
0: know, and yeah, fucking the whole thing is cool. I mean, we, we talked plenty about how much we like this movie. So you wanna, yeah. if you wanna hear about why I give this shit five booze, you go ahead and just uh, hit restart and just listen to the whole thing from the start. Now, just like a great mystery. Now you get to, who knows, maybe you pick up something new. I don't think that will happen, but.
1: (laughs) I don't think that will happen,
0: (laughs) but it might, but I'm not
1: going to tell anyone not to listen more than once. It does get us extra. if That's what you want to do, but um, it, it, nothing will change. Um, so yeah okay five boos for both of us got another platinum boo going on there and um obviously this is the only scream movie that we've talked about so far so right now it ranks number one for both of us
0: yeah number one but
1: there's two killers yeah so we need to choose we don't have to choose together they can be our own choices obviously I think that People would have to listen to us argue for hours if we had to land
0: yeah. um, on the same things. If I had to pick between the two, I go Stu one, Billy Two.
1: Me too. I really thought you were gonna put Billy as number one.
0: Ah, Stu's so much fun. I just love the fucking energy. He's so fun. He's so cool. Yeah,
1: the energy's so good. And not to say that like Billy is 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 yeah. great, but um it's a different. It just feels more like we know, we know everything. I like the mystery of Stu. Like he's just this loose cannon. Like that is just kind of going to go on for the ride. Um. So yeah, I'm going to say Stu one and Billy two. So we're going to keep track of these in my handy dandy notebook.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: And then that way we can get right back to it next month with scream too
0: well all right that takes us to the end gosh it's been fun really looking forward to continuing this journey but for now uh we gotta cut it casper that's a wrap
1: i hope i hope uh everyone made it this far i feel like we definitely went over two hours and i'm um, yeah, you have a whole you have a whole month ahead to watch Scream 2. We decided not to do them back to back to back so that we could have some some time to breathe, some time to reflect, more time to watch them and take notes. So Here
0: it is Yeah. Where does Sydney go next? I don't know. How does she recover mm-hmm. from this? How does she Who knows what the, her journey takes her. I don't know. I mean, we absolutely know, but you're not going to find <laughs> out until next month. We
1: know. Um, I think another fun thing about like this movie versus our next movie is we've seen this movie so many times that we even like joked around of whether or not we should we needed to watch it before recording. But the next movie we're going to cover is Idle Hands, and I have not seen it in gosh, it's got to be at least fifteen years. Yeah,
0: it's been a long time. But at least we really um, we really wanted to get Devin Sawa back into the picture, though, after we our had Final to. Destination episode. So, you know, it it was going to happen.
1: And, yeah,
0: you know, and, you know, it's always fun to sneak in some of the horror comedies. But would you call this a horror comedy as well? Because it's got some like legitimately funny parts too.
1: scream. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a few um, streaming platforms that have it as horror and comedy. Which I feel like to put that on like on a description, if you had never heard of this movie, I would feel a little misled. Because I'd be like, this movie is pretty serious, but also very funny. Um, I would call it more horror than comedy, but I wouldn't say no if you called it a horror comedy. I'd be like, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny.
0: It's a little bit. Yeah. All right, everybody. We did it. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yay. And uh, yeah, just looking forward to spending the new year with y'all. Three, two, one, ghost.
1: Thanks for listening to our episode on Scream. If you enjoyed this episode and want to join our Scream franchise journey, you can follow us on Instagram at 321GhostPod. We're very active on Instagram and would love to hear from you. Feel free to leave us a killer review on whichever platform you're listening on. You can also send an email our way to 321ghostpod at gmail.com to suggest a movie you'd like us to cover or to let us know what your favorite scary movie is. We'll be revisiting the Scream franchise with Scream 2 in February. But next week, we're visiting our old friend, Devin Sawa, and we're talking about Idle Hands. Thanks again for listening. And remember, Ghostface doesn't just kill people who answer the phone, so letting it go to voicemail won't save you. Three, two, one, Ghostface.